What's up, everybody? This is Big Dave here, and welcome to the Madcast Podcast. What's up, Russell? What's happening, man? How you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm a little, uh, I don't know. Been, I drank a little bit too much last night. It, and it's early today. <laughs> don't say that. Anybody it's, can listen to this podcast. It doesn't matter. At the moment that we're recording this, it's early. <laughs> it's five o'clock for whoever's listening to this. That's right. It doesn't matter what it time. It doesn't matter what time it is. Hey, man, breakfast beers are good. Breakfast beers are good. <laughs> and if you were out drinking, you might need one. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I just took the beer last night, but I was you at Rock a very House. busy day yesterday. Bro. It's been a busy weekend. And then the Subiono kids came. Oh, so so you you went to the box. Yeah. We, we cheered on the teens. Yep. They crushed it. Oh, my you gosh. Know. I'm sure there's more Elijah. TikToks of me on the ground yelling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, if you ever do a workout, you want Russell there. And you're doing an open workout. Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights was I'm awesome. There. Yeah. Doing I the same Friday thing Night for Night B-Rye. Lights. Yeah, I love Friday Night Lights. It's so much fun. But yeah, yesterday uh, I was at the box. Well, I coached here at Cedar Park first. Then I zipped over uh, to 2222, and uh, the boys are there. And AO is like, Russell, I'm so glad you're here. And I'm like, what's going on? uh, He feeds off that. (laughs) He's like, we needed you here. I was like, okay, cool. And then uh, the warden showed up, and then we cheered on all the the boys and girl uh, while she did the, the wad. Uh, Marissa crushed it. Yeah, she's a she's a beast, oh, man. Oh my gosh, she's awesome. I can't so, wait to get her on the podcast. Absolutely, she's she's talkative too. So yeah, she really is. Really fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then right after that, it was a tattoo appointment. Yeah, so you and the warden went to get some jailhouse tats. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's actually kind of true. <laughs> well, I have a story about that. Oh, great. So yeah, we got some lovebirds over there, matching lovebirds. Nice, dude. I got my grandma's. Uh, like signature and oh, I love you. Oh, that's right there. really cool. And then um, I added tacos locos to my taco tattoo. Oh, nice. Which hints the jail. Yeah. Because <laughs> so my cousin and I have the matching tacos tattoo. Yeah, yeah. And then he showed it to me recently, and I'm like, "When did you add tacos locos?" And he goes, "When I went to jail." Oh well, there you go. And I went, dude. Now I have to add that. Yeah. So I was with my so artist. Wait, do you have to go to jail now? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what Sam. That's what the warden said. She's like. You're not going to jail for that tattoo. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's fair. My one and only tattoo that I have, and I will get more. Okay. But um, when I got it, the guy was uh, telling me how he learned how to tat in jail. <laughs> yeah, he told me all about, like, I learned how to do this in jail. And I was like, oh, great. How long have you been out? And he was like, like six months. Oh, like, my okay, God. Cool. Was, awesome. But he had been tattooing for years while he was in, in yeah. jail. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was that. And then got done tattooing, ate, and then hung out with my buddy. And then uh, the little Subiono kids came over to our house and played Mario Kart with the kiddo. Nice. And then I went out drinking with my bud and his fiance. And, and here you are. And here I am. Bright and early. Bright and early. Ready to go. Breakfast podcast. Breakfast podcast. It's That's awesome. Right. We so, have a great guest speaking of Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Speaking of <clears throat> tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> our, our guest is, you know, he can jump into any of those conversations. He's done he this workout. He's sitting there with his glutes throbbing in pain right now as we speak <laughs> um guys our guest is josh wiseman wiseman wise man either he's I, a wise man yeah either it's a conjunction wise right? man put it together good everyone yeah. always messes it up and puts an e in there but I'm oh do like, they no. yeah they put, w, an e they put w-e-i-s like really, really german like even though i am weissman. german weissman yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah or they put a wise men like in yeah. the Bible. Like, like wise it, men? It's not that. No, you're yeah. like, I'm one man. 
Well, I'm Till Man. Yeah, right? there you go. The one. Yeah, Till the man. one and the only. One. The, the one, one and only. only. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me this morning. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm yeah. glad. And it, it just kind of worked out pretty well. Um, you know, whenever we were working out that other day, like, a, was it Monday? And I, and I mentioned the podcast. And I was Good. like, you should be a guest on the podcast. And um, he's the one who contributed to our beer consumption Friday night. And... Our beer consumption this morning. Absolutely, baby. Yes. And uh, this beer is really special. It really is. It's really special. Yeah. Uh, because it takes yeah. it back to the 90s. Yeah. When everybody at some point, you yeah. got to admit it, everybody at some point was a Dallas Cowboy fan. Yeah. Well, just, I mean, I have been since I was a kid. So I mean, I, I liked them too, but yeah, yeah. then I moved to Denver. But then you moved to Denver. Are right? you a Broncos fan? I am. So am I. My man. Yeah. Yeah. My man. Yeah, I've actually met uh, John Elway, Terrell Davis, Shannon Sharp. Yeah. All those guys. Ed McCaffrey, like years ago, which was pretty sick. At a golf tournament of all things. But wow. Yeah. I love that. That, awesome. Isn't that cool? That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I have, like a lot more respect for you now. I mean, the John Elway <laughs> thing, yeah, 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 but Terrell <laughs> Davis. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, Terrell Davis is badass. Yes, yeah. yes, that's yeah. a bad man, dude. He really is. Oh my wow. god! Sports are just different now than they were in yeah. the '90s and early 2000s. Yeah, for sure. But this isn't a Denver Bronco beer. I mean, there needs to be one. No. This is a different beer. <laughs> uh, this is got. a different beer. A we different have beer. Uh, eight Elite Lager. Uh, it's Troy Aikman's signature beer. I guess you could call it his only beer as of right now. Um, this beer is, is made for the early risers, the people who don't make excuses and are people who are just ready to get after it in yeah. life and all things, especially, uh, the people that are, you know, leading a health conscious life style essentially. And on the can, it says no shortcuts and, uh, cheers to the chase, um, organic grains in this beer, 90 calories, 2.6 carbs. We launched in February. <laughs> February 1, I believe, we started rolling out into beers here in Austin, or uh, bars here in Austin. And I think probably by the end of April, it'll be more or less like a full rollout into like HEB, Whole Foods, 7-Eleven, Kroger, places like that. So but right now, as of this moment, you can't buy it As of this store, moment, right? you cannot buy these beers in store. You yeah. will have to uh, subject yourself to... A Sunday fun day or middle yeah. of the week beers downtown on West on rainy or in the domain as of right now. And wow. if you go to the website, I believe it's eight beer.com. I think don't quote me on that. We can look it up later yeah, or I can yeah, look yeah. it up or whatever, but it's eight beer.com. You can actually check where it's being sold at and where it's being poured at. As of right now, we're in some spots in Dallas. Obviously that's where Troy's at. We're in Houston, San Antonio and here in Austin. So yeah. it's uh it's growing fast and everyone on the team is super pumped about it. Well, you know the Madcast that... podcast would like to be a part of that team. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsor us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll Hell drink yeah. it every episode. We, we can, do drink every episode. <laughs> we can we can see if we can make something like that happen. That would rock. That would be crazy. And I you know, I love the logo. It's yes. so simple. It's and it's perfect for for this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Simple cells. When they showed me everything about this can, I was like, yeah, that's it's really, awesome. really clean. It really, it's a really looks clean design. Cool. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Are we ready? Let's let's, let's just let's we're talking it up. Things, I think everybody man. wants to know a Here taste test. Are you ready? Three, Set, two, two, one. one. Oh my gosh. Oh. That was so satisfying. <laughs> right. That's that part of so the satisfying. best part. I, right. Although I shot foam Cheers, all boys. over myself. Here we go. Cheers to the chase, fellas. Cheers. Thanks, Troy. 
Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Oh, man, it really is. So smooth. I, I'm going to be honest. I do not like light beers. Like, I don't. Neither do I. <laughs> I hate Michelob Ultra. And the funny thing is he said at first, it's kind of like a Michelob Ultra, but better. And I was like, ugh. Michelob Ultra. This is good. It's I hate really that that's good. like the CrossFit beer. I know. I like, do too. Dude, get out of here. My brother likes Ultras because, you know, he tries. He I don't know that he likes Ultra. <laughs> he tries. He, he just he tries. He tries to like low carbon. And for a long time, he was keto. Yeah. And so like he would drink Ultras, yeah. you know. And uh, and he goes back and forth on keto. And I, every time like he'd sit there and I'm like, I can't drink that. I'm not drinking that. <laughs> this is good. This is very good. Yeah. Uh, I, I like it a lot. I think it's one of those things too. Like, so I, I love beer in all shapes and sizes and forms and and makes and all that good stuff. Not a huge IPA guy, but I'll, I'll taste pretty much anything, but I'm not going to go choose to drink like a McConaughey's or like a jellyfish or any of that kind of stuff. I love the jellyfish. See, I don't know. For whatever reason, I I don't do it. I'm a big dark beer guy. Yeah, I like some dark beer. But if I know that I'm going to drink like 10 to 15 beers on the golf course throughout the course of like four hours, then traditionally i would get ultras because it's yeah. i'm not going to feel super bloated they're not right. heavy right. it's not going to affect like the way that i'm going to swing lower abv so i'm yeah. not like missing the ball and just like <laughs> up the course basically <laughs> you know so it's First like beep. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay i was gonna ask that before i'm sorry no so here's was, the thing it's like oh, the man. normal rule is i don't cuss until somebody else does okay cool <laughs> this is and, and we didn't tell you this before you even started rolling so this is right now it just you know. means russell has to work a little harder <laughs> oh because exactly. you gotta like I fully produce the, i do cool. put the beeps in it's a family-friendly show i'm gonna make so. your job real hard <laughs> 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 is it gonna be any harder than when we had <laughs> what was the worst Kristen? Kristen, Kristen, yeah. which you spoke with on Friday. She's the yeah. haired girl, the best yeah. hair in the game. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa! He's taking offense. I got. It. I, got it. I know you do. I'm but kidding. I'm There's sorry. a no, lot of good I, hair I, over I, here on this. Uh, on this, yeah, I love some couch, curly hair. Bro. There's some good hair on the couch, bro. Not in the club. Okay, so I'll keep it. I'll keep it to a minimum. No, as much go as I for can. it. No, it's, all right. Well, it's dude. Ah, <laughs> just five minutes of just one solid tone, test tone. I think we had that. We had that. I can't That's remember great. which podcast. It was you, man. You let it out. I was like, oh, my God. I think we were three IPAs in at that point. Yeah. <laughs> See, there you go. Proves my point. Yeah. IPAs in, thoughts out. Like, it's just, but yeah. So getting which back to the beer. Which is eight light lager. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The official no. beer of the Madcast podcast. Yeah. I can see that, you know, for sure on the golf mm-hmm. course with the man. Dude. It, and yeah. it's, I don't know, man, like drinking an ultra now, which is crazy. Cause I used to like just drink them all the time. Yeah. Like when I was like, oh, I don't really want to feel super bloated or heavy or weighed down or any of that kind of stuff. I would just be like, yeah, let me get a 12 pack of ultras or let me get however many on the golf course at home in the evening time or something like that. And, um, I started drinking these and then I had an ultra, I was up at the Dallas Mavericks game this past week on Thursday against golden state. And obviously all they have are ultras. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to, uh, let me just drink an ultra or like 10 right. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I like drank a few of those. And as I was drinking, I was like, these taste like garbage. Yeah. It's seriously changed my mind on like any light. <laughs> I don't think they're going to sponsor us. <laughs> no, Russell, not now. I don't think so. Not now. <laughs> yeah. So it's been, uh, it's been, a real treat to taste a beer, get brought onto it's the really team. Good. That's yeah. that's really you know crisp, refreshing. And I know it sounds like sales pitchy, but seriously, I mean, there's so, well, there's, wait, quite, wait, a few, there's quite a few there's quite a few people here. There's quite a few people here 
the other night for the Friday Night Lights thing, yeah. like women and guys yeah, are just yeah. like, I'm not a big beer drinker, but they said I could try it. And I was like, absolutely, like grab one. And then they would go away, drink it, try it, come back and just be like, honestly, that was really good. Yeah. So like for people who are just trying to intro themselves into drinking beer or maybe being a part of that beer conversation i think this is a really great like it's really beer. refreshing yeah. super yeah. good super good yeah, very yeah. smooth so um uh what is your role with the company so i am considered an eight elite athlete so kind of what that entails is i have a contract they i have like a set amount of like deliverables and outreach that i have to hit every quarter uh, when there's events, I attend those. Um, we ha- we've had like some media blitz stuff with Troy over the last you know month, and you know, <clears throat> excuse me, been in attendance doing that kind of stuff. We did like a top golf thing, and you know, a bunch of bar like you know bar yeah, appearances where, he, where he's he like pouring beers and giving them out. It's sick, yeah. man. Well, that's awesome. What's funny is, and it gets announced at every place that we go, is Troy is actually like a certified. It's probably not the word, but he's like a certified, like approved bartender oh really like he has his license to serve wow which is sick that's wow. awesome but i, I don't know, know i don't know if serving entails like chucking cans into the crowd but yeah, if you right. catch one from troy like that Hell you yeah. just made that person the i rest mean of think life, about which that is super if i caught cool. a beer from troy i, I mean, would yeah. tell everybody. everybody yeah like dude i caught a beer from troy Aikman once <laughs> yeah. i mean what a great dude, story it's that sick is. and yeah. what, man i think honestly one of the coolest things and troy i think he's a, a wonderful dude um very humble super down to earth just like we'll shoot the shit you and, and talk about like all sorts of stuff you know because for me when it comes to meeting people that you know have a status or some sort of you know whatever elite status or whatever you want to call it i like to talk to them about things that don't have to do with right, what yeah. made them right famous or who right. they are you yeah, know what yeah. i mean so like what's really cool that i found out is that troy really takes an interest in photography Oh, that's so at cool. Some and point, that's your gig. And that's what I do. I yeah. do pro video and photo. So at some point in time, I'm going to go up to Dallas and I'm going to like critique his photography. And oh, just that's gonna, like, awesome. Talk shop and stuff. And I was like, that's that's a cool experience. Like, yeah. that's, that's oh, what yeah. I want to do. You yeah. Know? So, so which brings us to because you you have done a lot of things. <laughs> yes. Right. You yeah. you have run the gambit. And uh, I met you through CrossFit, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You photographer, video. You also played some professional sports. Yep. Yeah. Played basketball in Germany. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. I used so to be t- much thinner too. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have the shoulders. He didn't. When I met him, he didn't have the shoulders. Yeah, yeah. I was probably thirty-ish pounds lighter yeah. than I am now. Yeah. Um, but at the what were you gonna say? No, no, go ahead. But at the at the lowest i guess you can say i look like one of these these mic cables right here <laughs> uh six because well, you're six, tall you're six, six five, five yeah. 185 pounds wow 185 i think my wow. leg weighs 185 yeah you, you're jeez yeah and now i weigh about 250 yeah okay so because i'm 215 so yeah yeah no, it's all good He's, yeah, yeah. Our, our boy the evil d just walked evil into the building d. evil so. d you, you want me to close the door? I'm heading back out. Oh, okay. Yeah, how's dropping some off? What's here? up, dude? Hey, brother. Evil D. We'll get him on the podcast soon. Absolutely. No, you just said you played uh, professional basketball in Germany, right? Mm-hmm. I listened to a couple guys, another podcast, uh, Foamy and Buckets, and they play professionally and they talk about their experience in, I think, Germany and another country. Yeah. They never play pro in the States, but, you know, yeah. when you say you play pro in, in those other countries, it's way different. Dude, it's just, it's such a different style of game 
yeah. uh, that I really enjoy. I was much more of a fundamental player, okay, but also could just cook you if if you didn't come correct. Like, and I was also <laughs> really athletic. And what's funny is like for being a white guy, mm-hmm. I wasn't just a ball handler and I wasn't just a shooter. I was both. Like I said, would get you on skates if you if you came out there, you know, half step too slow or something like that. But then I also had a forty inch vertical too. So if wow. you came late to yeah. the bucket, like you're in trouble. Boom. Yeah. You know, um, I was a six three point guard in high school. I played every position because so that's I kind of had ask, to. Where did, where did you start with this? Tell so me about that. so I was like I played basketball for twenty years. I started had a ball in my hand when I was like three years old. Um, and then, you know, played high school, played at a couple different high schools, moved around Where'd you growing grow up? up. I was born in California, like central-ish California, kind of close to Sacramento, not really. Uh, like Stockton, Atwater, Merced. Most people know where Stockton is, kind yeah. of. but Because of what? Uh, not John Stockton. <laughs> <laughs> not because of John Stockton. No, I was going to say because of SOA, but, you know. Oh, what like is that? Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I don't know that that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact, they, there's I've like, never seen that really? show. Really? Oh, it's a really good show. It's a great show. Really good show. But they it talk about Stockton a lot. They do okay. a lot. They always go yeah. back and forth to okay, Stockton. That's cool. why I said that. Well, there's like some small like cities around that, which is where I lived and grew up um, for eight years and then moved to Florida, northeast Florida, just outside of Jacksonville, a small town called McClenny. And then I was there for majority of my time, bounced to Oregon for a year, came back to Georgia for a year. Well, in the opposite order, Georgia first and then Oregon and then back. Uh, just like family stuff and like family moves and everything. Um, and then from there, I went to a smaller school. It's like a feeder school for University of Florida. And then from there, I went o- uh, over to Oregon and played at Oregon Tech to be closer to my mom. Uh, Hall of Fame coach Danny Miles. He's in the top 10 for sure now because he retired you know, quite a few years ago. But he was at the time, I think he was like number three winningest college basketball wow. coach in history. Yeah. Like Jeez. even like all divisions, all everything. So really? like, uh, like right there with like Coach K and like That's Bobby crazy, Knight and yeah. like all those, like all those people, which was wild. So to play for someone like that, it was truly an honor. And yeah, and then from there, I went overseas and played. And um, I'm sorry, I totally forgot your question. No, it was just kind of like going in your background how yeah. you got into oh, basketball. Yeah, yeah. You, you kind of <clears throat> yeah, and then you know you've, you've played multiple positions. What what yeah, is yeah, your yeah. like would be your main position? Like, um, probably a guard. Yeah, yeah shooting guard. Um, but you know, obviously have the capabilities. When I got to college, like definitely played the guard spot. Uh, but if you know someone was in trouble or something like that, like I'm, I was fully capable of like bringing the ball up the floor, you know, facilitating yeah. offense, whatever the case is. Uh, but it was fun, man. It was just fun, like toying with people, you know, just because I grew up in a, I would say, mm, I would say a pretty even split in terms of like diverse community in regards to like black and white community. You know, yeah. I grew up in the South. Like there's mm-hmm. a church on every corner, Bible Belt, like all that stuff. But my for basically every team that I ever played on except for the team in Oregon. I was like the only white guy on the team yeah, yeah. that played. Yeah. Like there was always the one white kid on every team whose dad or whatever was like a booster. So they were just getting <laughs> oh, like wow. hell of money from them. So yeah. they're just like, just just put him on the team. He doesn't have to play like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the kid didn't know that, but we all we all knew that for yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was always it was always fun, man. It was always kind of fun just being looked at as like an underdog or whatever. And then you come in and drop like you know, yeah. 30 on a team. And everyone's looking around like, well, and then you get some respect. Just happened. Yeah, yeah you yeah, get yeah. mad respect. Oh, absolutely, yeah, cool. absolutely. So, mad yeah, man. respect. Mad yeah, for sure. Respect. I see what you. I see yeah, what you, did you there. saw that. Yeah. yeah. So it was cool, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, 
point guard in high school, but played every position. And then when I got to college, being like a smaller guard, which is funny, being a six five guy and being like average height and yeah. in college, you know, I'm playing with a bunch of footers, which means seven footers yeah, for those yeah. of you who don't know. Um, you know, and, and you know, majority of the guys on the team are like six seven, six eight, up to like I think my tallest teammate was like seven foot two. It's a pretty big boy, you know, ducking to like come indoors and stuff like that, like those type of guys. But, you know, it was fun just getting in there and like clanging and banging and, you know, just getting thrown around and stuff like that. Just showing like, hey, I'm, I'm here to stay. I'm here to play. And yeah, you know, things like that. But settled into, settled into being a guard. I ended up being the number one three point shooter in the country for two years. I think I was at 58% for two years in a row. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you you ever get compared to Birdman at some time? (laughs) All the time. All the time. Because I I used to have a mohawk too. Oh, Oh, yeah. 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 So I would get, man, yeah. I would get that all the time. I just like, it just dawned on me. I'm like, oh, I bet you anything. Well, the thing is too, is like I wasn't covered in tattoos then either. Like I got majority of these tattoos within the last like five years, which is when I I stopped playing. Yeah. Um, And it, gosh yeah dude i got compared to that dude so much i bet i bet but it was like looks was fine but i was like i'm way better player than this guy it's like (laughs) why are you guys comparing me to this guy even though he is he's a big guy i think he was like 610 yeah he's He's a big boy not a very friendly person outside uh, the general public yeah Yeah, he was in when he played in denver i was living in denver Mm. at the time he was he hit on my uh my ex-girlfriend oh yeah? yeah yeah and like very disrespectfully i was like geez what a jerk yeah so whatever interesting so how long how long so tell me about your you go to germany you play in germany how was that it was good man it was a cool experience um it's oh going back to what you were saying like or what i was saying earlier like basketball it's such a different like culture over there it's year round if you want it to be it's Mm -hmm. much more fundamental based and that's why when you get guys that come over from overseas in europe and spain and you know those type of places it's it's really crazy to see the style of their game yeah how different they play versus here in the states here in the states i feel like it's much more athletic based um and just guys that are like freak athletes that can jump out of the gym and like maybe their shot's decent yeah and then you get the people who are you know your lebron james your kobe's your kevin durant's russell westbrook harden like those type of guys or or Giannis, the greek freak or whatever you get guys like that who are like well Giannis is from you know, Greece or whatever. So that's a little bit different because you can see the difference in gameplay in regards to fundamentals first. Oh, he's grown into, he's come into his own and kind of filled his own shoes in terms of being an athlete. And yeah. the, the fundamentals are the foundation. And then you just get to like layer everything on top of that. And then it just creates like this beautiful chefs, like Michelin star chefs, like meal of an athlete and a player that's like, smart they have great like court awareness uh they're a leader a good facilitator they never really get too frustrated or flustered they're calm cool collected when they need to be not afraid to take the big shots not afraid to like put their body on the line you know what i mean i see i think we're seeing that with joker in denver who joker uh jokic yeah yeah Yeah, you know what i'm talking about jokic yeah Yeah, jokic yeah yeah yeah. he's a, a foreign player that just jumped on denver he won mvp a couple Did years, he? a season ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. When league MVP. Yeah. Yeah, and he's doing the same thing, like coming into his own and just. You Are know. you sure he doesn't play for Dallas now? Joker? Luka? That's Luka Doncic. Dude, that's such a hard name to say. Yes. And they both kind of sounded the same. That's yes. why I was like, are you referring to Luka? <laughs> no, I'm referring to, I'll pull him up real quick. I'll fact yeah. check it while you guys keep going. Yeah. Fact checker. Fact checker right now. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's cool, and you 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 enjoyed it. You lived yeah, there. Yeah, man, it was you, yeah, it was great. Know. I didn't learn any any German. Everyone always asked me that. I didn't learn any German. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but then you were uh, Weissman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, people would come up to me all the time and and try and speak Dutch yeah. to me, and I would just uh uh-uh. uh yeah. I'm American, and they're just like oh okay, and then they would speak like broken English to me and stuff, but. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was a cool experience, man. Was there for a couple of years and then came back to the states. Attempted to go back to school, and school just wasn't my thing. Yeah. Like I, I could have went to any school in the country based off of academics for sure. and. Oh, uh, academics, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, had perfect test scores, and a lot of people don't know that, which is yeah. kind of cool. You know, I had perfect test scores and stuff, but just school wasn't for me. You know, I didn't feel like I was. I felt like I could learn the stuff that I wanted to do with my life like outside of the classroom yeah you know what i mean yeah. Unless, of course and, and by all means i'm not knocking people who take the traditional route not of, at all. of wanting to like be a doctor or a lawyer or things where you actually need a really expensive piece of paper to yeah. show that like you've got the education that you need to be qualified for these positions but for me it just wasn't it so like yeah. i came back i had like a couple years of eligibility left there was like a loophole because i went international so i was like all right i'm gonna play tore my knee decided when i when i rehab from that like all right i'm not gonna i don't think i'm gonna play anymore and then my mom needed help so i just like dropped out of college and went and like helped my mom and then from there it just kind of sent me into this you know how many years now 10 years roughly of like just trying to find what lights me up in life and what makes me happy and and that was you know being a uh, touring music artist and cut a couple albums and owning a couple apparel companies and now pro video and photo yeah. and uh, it's been a, a crazy ride. A little bit of sure. everything. It's been crazy. Still trying Mo- to figure out what you want to do when you grow up. Absolutely. Yeah. Modern day renaissance. Cheers man. to that. Amen. Yeah, that's what we want. Um, uh, so tell me how you came into CrossFit world. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. Because you've done some amazing things in that world also. Like, not necessarily... I mean, you're a great athlete, and I've been able to, you know, see you work out and coach you and that sort of stuff. But um, really, like, you've been to the games Mm -hmm. and and photographed athletes, and you you know, you. I think you've, you've actually been like attached to certain athletes right and yeah there's been a couple times yeah yeah yeah. so i guess you know getting into crossfit when i was done with basketball i was still pretty skinny like i said i was like 185 pounds so i started hitting the gym a lot more started gaining weight and you know gained a lot of good weight in a short amount of time but was more focused on like the bodybuilding type of stuff yeah. you know aesthetics conscious lifting I'm good with that that's where that, i started yeah the, those sorts of things so from there once i started doing that i had made the transition moving to austin uh i had moved here and was with an athlete who was in the crossfit space and ended up at a few gyms here in town uh caru crossfit central uh crossfit city limits and you know then ended up at your spot a couple times like through the grapevine i was like dating someone that like went here and like those sorts of things so that was cool but then so when i first moved here that was like by the way because when we met you told me you were gonna buy me a beer if if you don't remember i do (laughs) that was like five years ago (laughs) really (laughs) here we are here we are yeah i was like yeah man we need to like go grab a beer sometime you like beer i like beer let's do it and now well hey full circle man i'll take that uh, but I'll still buy you one. <laughs> no, you don't have to. This is great. You're, this is awesome. Uh, but yeah, so when I first got here and started going to these gyms, that was kind of my first 
introduction to CrossFit and seeing the sense of community, going to some competitions, getting hired to shoot jobs. Because when I moved to Austin, that's when I went full-time into photo video. Yeah. And that was like six and a half, almost seven years mm-hmm. ago, which is crazy to think of. Like, where's the time gone? So I was, you know, at these gyms and like shooting some like local comps and stuff like that. And the more I started doing it, I was still doing other fitness related stuff. I was shooting with like, you know, bodybuilders, powerlifters, strong men, was shooting over at Metroflex, Big Tech's gym, like Metro, yeah. gym one, whenever that opened up. Now my buddy's opening another gym like down south in Buda, which is going to be really sick. Um, I started doing that and I've, you know, been able to shoot at the Arnold and shoot at Olympia, been published in Men's Health Magazine, which was pretty sick. That's pretty cool. Um, that's a big deal. That's and huge. it was, dude, that, that's actually a really cool story, which I can circle back to. Um, but through all that stuff, I started getting more into the hybrid slash compound style training that CrossFit is because I was in it so much. So right. I would like shoot and film and then work out afterwards or vice versa, like work out and then pick up my camera and like shoot or get there early work out, you know, just by myself or have like one of the coaches or whatever people that I was meeting friends be like, yeah, come get a workout. Cool. I'll do it. So I really enjoyed the sense of community straight up, like just in the beginning of, of CrossFit, uh, for my journey of CrossFit, I guess. And then I started kind of seeing that the, the industry, the fitness industry in general is garbage. In my opinion, uh, the vanity of the industry is such a turnoff. Yeah in the bodybuilding world. And so for me, I I started branching out and doing other things with my camera that I was just like, yeah, I'm just so sick and fed up of how I'm being treated, how I'm being devalued, how all these people quite frankly are just assholes in the industry. It's like, I don't care how far into a prep you are. And I understand that there's some sort of, you know, hormonal changes that are happening, but that doesn't really give you the right to treat me like like, yeah, I'm sorry. That's just, that's a no for me, dog. And so I started phasing myself out of that industry and I was shooting more CrossFit style stuff. Yeah. But then I kind of over like a couple of years, I started seeing the same thing in the CrossFit industry where it's just like, everyone's drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. It's a little culty in a lot of different ways, but you know, if you surround yourself with the right people, it doesn't feel like that. Right. But yeah, the yeah. people that I was surrounding myself with at the time, it was just like, yeah, this is literally the same exact thing as the bodybuilding world. And I, for these reasons I'm out, like I'm not, I don't really want to do much of this anymore. So I still was training CrossFit type of training, like, you know, doing CrossFit, but I wasn't really shooting any of that kind of stuff. And I branched out and I still, you know, don't shoot a ton of fitness stuff anymore, but I branched out and started doing, you know, like real estate, working with major brands, uh, tourism boards, travel stuff, doing my own thing, like you know, locking down sponsors, doing those sorts of like brand partnerships and getting like flown to certain events and like things like that, which is super cool. Um, and then honestly, I don't really know how I got back into it. Um, I think just through Instagram actually, like where I had, you know, met someone or bumped into someone and that just kind of snowballed into me getting hit up on Instagram saying, actually, I know exactly how I kind of like got back into it, back into it. Uh, her name is Kristen Chandler. Um, and she's over at loud and live. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so she is really, really good friend of mine. Her and I have a really good relationship. Call her mama bear. Like yeah. she's like one of the hardest working people that I know, love her to death. And I remember she was coming to Dallas to do something with, uh, Bill, what Grund, Grundler? Bill Grundler? Yeah, yeah. What's the other announce, announcer's guy's names? Who owns uh, CrossFit Big D? Uh, 
Chase. Yeah, Chase so, Ingram. You know Ingram. I, you know Ingram. Chase Ingram. Yeah. I coached him for like three years. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. sick. I love Chase both those guys. Old school. So that picture of Derek um, on the games. You know mm-hmm. Derek, right? Mm-hmm. The little guy. Yeah. Um, he Chase was there with him competing, and so I've known Chase for like a long time. Of course, he's from Dallas, so most of the local people, like if you're old school and have been in CrossFit for a while, yeah, in Central Texas, like uh, probably know who they are because I mean. Yeah, you've definitely you've been, been around, around too. for a long time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so it was cool. Chase like, is awesome, dude. He's, all those, all great. both those guys are so funny. And we were doing. Kristen called me and she's like, "Hey, uh, I know it's I can't like." So pay was that for you. Legends? Was that for their Legends? It competition? was for the the online. Like, oh thing, yeah, 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 whatever. And Kristen called me. She's like, "Hey, I'd love to work with you in like a bigger capacity. Can you come to Dallas and do this like these things for me?" I can't pay you a ton, but I'd love to like meet you and like grab some food and just like get to be around you or whatever. Your name has popped up like all over the place. A lot of people have a lot of respect for you, so would love to would love to meet you. Yeah. Excuse me. And sorry, I could have just went straight to the mic. <laughs> uh, so went up to Dallas. Went up to Dallas and we met and it was just like hit it off all of us. Like it was great yeah. and then like delivered the stuff that she needed. Paid me and went back down to, came back down to Austin, came back home. And she's like, we'll definitely be in touch. Like, I loved your energy and, like, you know, how you work and turn around and blah, 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 like all that stuff. And I was like, well, this is easy. Like, yeah. you got two guys sitting in front of a computer, like, yeah. announcing a, a virtual competition. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it was pretty, pretty basic stuff for me. Um, but then I got a phone call, like, later on and she was like, hey, are you free on these dates? And I was like, yeah, what's up? And she's like, West Coast Classic. And I was yeah. like, all right, tight. Like, that'd be cool. So I went to West Coast, and I guess you can just say the rest is kind of history. Because then there. you went to the games. Uh, yes. Yeah. I've been to the games previously, but not for like video or photo stuff. Like I had my with me, but I'm not yeah, like yeah. I wasn't there for any you, specific. You were an official. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, um. So yeah. So did West Coast, and from there it was like meeting more of the athletes mm-hmm. than than I who I already knew just from in passing or like being here at the right time or going to this local comp or that comp or like TFX or like any of that kind of stuff. And so I met some people there and then I was on this big road trip. So I went from there down to Invictus in San Diego, met a bunch of the people down there. Uh, Danny Spiegel and I like started doing some work together and then she had a couple of her friends come out there. Um, and then obviously like there's just a bunch of like stud athletes over there at Invictus. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, so I met like CJ it's a huge and like, place too, oh yeah. dude, it's awesome. It's a really yeah. cool spot. Really cool people down there. So met all them and, uh, and then just started like doing some work with them. And then from there it was like other athletes would see like what I was doing with them. And then same yeah. thing from West coast, yeah. like, you know, athletes would see me and then I'd be like, Hey, I got this really sick shot of you. Like hit me up later once I'm allowed to give you stuff and yeah, then, yeah like, for sure go from there um and then after that it was like more companies would start to uh would start to like see me out and about and at some events um actually so i totally forgot about this because i tried to like delete that entire like year and a half out of my life but i lived in nashville well i'm gonna talk about that in okay a sec. okay then you <laughs> after the crossfit because i mean you see there's some bands up on the wall and some guitars because, okay. you know, that's something yeah. that we definitely get into. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to jump there and then we can jump there for okay. your reason. Sounds so good. how I, how I kind of got back into the fitness industry stuff and specifically CrossFit with like being a shooter is I lived in Nashville for a little bit. And when I was there, I went to CrossFit Trivium, 
Well, you have like Will Murad. Yeah. Brooke Wells moved yeah. there. And then so you had like Sydney rolling through. And then uh, Street Horner was yeah. there. Um, who, I mean, like all um, Alex Smith yeah. was they have there. Some great athletes. Dude, like, there. yeah. So like they had a ton of people like there. coming through. And what was funny is like one of my friends, uh, Anthony, he hit me up and sent me a post from Brooke on Instagram and was like, yo, she's moving to Nashville you should hit her up. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. And her post essentially was saying like, I need a shooter here in town. So I messaged her on Instagram. I mean like blindly, like whatever, you know, yeah. she's got like over a million followers on Instagram. And yeah. I'm like, what, are, what are the odds? Like she yeah. messages what me the, back. Well, what's so the busy. worst that can happen? Yeah, she nothing. just ignores exactly. you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever I'm used to that. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I messaged her and she was like, Hey, yeah, I'd actually love that. And then it was just kind of like a lot of back and forth and, and missed, you know, her schedule didn't line up with mine or like vice versa. So I just went straight to the source, which was Nate, who's the owner of Trivium. And yeah. I was like, Hey man, saw that you got some stud athletes there. I'd love to work something out with you. Um, I'm looking for a gym to train at. I would love to train at your gym in exchange for like shooting content of your members and some of the top tier athletes when they're in their training. Yeah. And he was like, that sounds wonderful. Um, come in, let's chat, whatever. So went in, worked out a deal, ended up getting paid on top of that, which was pretty nice, sick. So yeah. shout out to Nate. Love that guy. And, uh, and yeah, it just kind of grew from there. And then I started, you know, as like, like the buttery bros would come in yeah. and work and work out and like do their thing and like film an episode with like Brooke and Will and like those guys. And so like I met them and then Tia, excuse me, like Tia would come in and like their whole clique would come in yeah. and like train and stuff. And like, because Brooke and Will and, Alec and like all those people were, were there. there. It was yeah. just like more people would come through, more people would come through, yeah. more people would come through. So then I met Patrick from the Morning Chalk Up. Yeah. And then when the games were happening and it was like the virtual games, um, Nate CrossFit hit Nate up and was like, obviously Brooke is there, you know. So like, because Will I don't think was competing that year. Yeah. Uh, so Brooke was there and he was wanting to do like a big, you know, big thing, Friday Night Lights, like style stuff for every workout and have like a bunch of people come out and like spectate for her and stuff like that. And CrossFit HQ hit him up and they're like, hey, we're going to send someone out. And he's like, nope, we got someone. Like, nice. and then he hit me up, Nate hit me up. He's like, hey, are you cool with doing this? And I was like, hell yeah, that would be sick. Yeah. So like shot the virtual games for Brooke specifically, That's which cool. was cool. And then from there, it, everything just kind of snowballed just because went. people saw me and what I was doing. And I met a ton of people and then met, met people at HQ and like so on and so forth. And that's when things kind of got around. And then Kristen hit yeah. me up because she was in charge of like a ton of stuff. Yeah. And then it grew from there. And then, you know, they do so much. Oh, like, dude. Loud. Yeah. They do Wadapalooza. They do. Mm -hmm. I mean, they do so many different events. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. Uh, who, who, of the CrossFit names that you've shot or worked with, who do you who was the most fun to work with? Fraser. You, really? Yeah. 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 That dude is so cool, man. He's just he's and he said this before and I can confirm, he is a big kid with a bank account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That dude is so yeah. cool, man. Him and Sammy and uh their photographer Eric and of course O'Keefe. Like yeah. those people are such cool people. The HWPO crew is, is super cool. When they came into town for rogue invitational, uh, they brought me on to yeah. shoot video and like vlog for them basically for the weekend. And, and that was a fun weekend. I, I really, dude, that was a really good time. So you don't, you don't know this probably, or maybe you do. I don't know. Back in 
man, I can't remember what year it was, 2011, 2012, uh, CrossFit Cedar Park put on an event on the field there. Really? At Dell Diamond. That's yeah, sick. We called it the Diamond Games. And we put on this huge event, and it was in November, just like uh, – but that weekend we had this freak storm come in and it was like 20 degrees and freezing rain and it poured on everybody. But it was a badass place oh, to man. do it. And they asked me if I wanted to do it again, but we didn't make a lot of money and it was a lot of work. Oh, I think I we made imagine. I think we made a, 1100 bucks, I think, honestly. Jeez. <laughs> and, but it was a blast and it yeah. made for some great pictures. And who doesn't want to – like think about it. You signed up for a comp. Wouldn't you want to be on the field at – Dell Diamond and get your photo taken, you know, snatching in the center Dude, field yeah. or whatever. You always want like that set yeah, content, yeah. even if it's like it one a, really good it photo. It was a blast though, but yeah. So, uh, no knock on Rogue, but we were there first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rogue ain't shit. <laughs> that's hilarious but no man i would say i would honestly say fraser oh, that's um cool. dude was yeah super cool man just like we had some really down-to-earth conversations like all of us just sitting around a fire like because they got a really cool airbnb yeah. here in austin uh kind of just across from like the air base or whatever oh yeah yeah um yeah so they got like a really cool airbnb right over there and it was cool man like just uh listening to stories about like life and or talking about life and my experiences with certain things and like then his um his like addiction stuff which was really yeah. crazy to hear and then like O'Keefe and how they've like aligned on that and then just being you know telling my own stories of like you know trials and tribulations and things like that and just kind of where all of us are and like just sitting out back and like Sammy cooking food, all of us like having some cigars and beers, non-alcoholic for them obviously. Yeah. And um and just like humanizing i think this kind of goes back to what i mentioned earlier where it's like when i meet people right. they're just people and i want to talk to them about that doesn't have to do with what made them who they are right so it's just like talking about like pit bikes and home renovations yeah, yeah. and like motorcycles and tattoos yeah. and funny stories about friends and like i said just life in general things right. that humanize people and, and make them feel more relatable yeah it makes them feel comfortable because you're not just like oh my god crossfit this and five times you right, know right, games right. winner that yeah, and yeah, like blah yeah. blah, blah. Like, well and really that's why we do this show is yeah because and i've had so many athletes and even so i think two things lead up to this because you you know you were talking about like addiction stuff and i really think that for most of the people that are going to the games like they're addictive personality people, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's what gets them there is they get into that, like, the, this is my life. And a lot of times they have to – I've had to remind athletes, like, this is what you do. This is not who you are. Yeah. You're bigger than this. There's more – I love CrossFit. Don't get me wrong. But there's more to life than that. It's really – CrossFit is about – the if, if you have – ask anybody the best thing about crossfit is the community that's yeah, what everybody well, says that's what and i would so, say right it's about the interaction with the people and so that's the thing and sometimes of course athletes will lose sight of that and they'll be like oh i sucked on this watch so i suck as a person or whatever <laughs> you yeah. know and, and um and so everybody needs to be reminded of that but the the big deal is is that we're all human and we all like more than just one thing and so you know, that's why we have this podcast is because we find out these amazing things about people and what they do that don't necessarily pertain to how much they snatch or clean and jerk or what their friend time is, which is amazing. And we love that. But it's more than that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, like, I completely agree. Yeah. There's all these layers. Like the next layer. 
Yeah, sure. And that's music. Yeah. Let's do yes. It. Yeah. Let's do it. So we love music. music. I love music. You know, we all kinds music. of music. Yeah. Yeah. We've been to shows. I think, man, I think I've been to, I don't know how many concerts. As soon as they opened up, I've been to a lot of shows. And you are a musician, right? You've loosely, you've cut some loosely used that term. Yeah. 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 And yeah in, a, in a past life. Well, man. you're a drummer. In a past life. Oh, you're a, dr- you're a drummer. <laughs> Drums, guitar, bass, he plays piano, everything. sing, oh. yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Before we started the video, he grabbed my guitar off, off the wall and tuned it up. So yeah, he's he definitely. So tell me about your journey in music. Wow, man, um, I started playing music. <clears throat> excuse me, started playing music when I was like thirteen years old. I was in, I think, middle school, about to go into high school, and one of my friends that I was like would stay at his house. I stayed over at his house for the first time, and his dad had, like, a ton of sick, like, beautiful guitars. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, do you guys do you guys play these? Like, you guys know how to play these? You know, I grew up not poor, but not, you know, very middle class. My mom busted her ass. I'm an only, only child to a single parent. And, excuse me, my mom's my best friend, and uh, she... You know, like I said, busted her ass to make sure that I would have like a nice birthday, would have a roof over our head, food on the table, all that kind of stuff. So shout uh, out to mom. Yeah, shout out to mom always. Um, but yeah, so I would stay at, stay at their house. And I remember when I stayed over there for the first time, like I was just so enamored with all these instruments. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, like I've never seen these before. This is so nice. I won't touch it. I don't want to break it, like that type of stuff. And then we went in my my friend's room, and he had a drum set in there. And I was like, oh do you know how to play that? And he's like, yeah, I can play. And he like showed, like he played something. I was like, can you teach me how to play that? So by the end of the weekend and what he taught me was not easy. It wasn't just like a four on the floor, like ACDC just, it wasn't that it was like something a little bit more complex where you're like, the bass is doing something different that your hands are doing something different. Looking back at it now, I'm like, man, how did I that was that way up? harder yeah. that I shouldn't have asked to just do that. So whenever my, uh, Whenever my mom came to pick me up on it's about Sunday, that time, isn't it? yeah. <laughs> time for number two. Whenever my mom came to pick me up on Sunday, oh, do we just oh yeah, both of them? Let's go ahead. Let's right do it. Might as well. Yeah, yeah. Just listen to that crisp. <laughs> Man, it sounds really good. <laughs> Tastes mm. really good. It does. So when my mom came to pick me up on Sunday, I could not pull her into that room quick enough. Yeah, mom, listen, mom, check this mom, out, yeah. mom, mom. I don't care, mom. Quit talking to his mom, mom. Come here, come listen. <laughs> yeah. to like pulling on her arm and stuff. And yeah, it's like Joshua, just chill for a second. Let me talk to you know whatever. So she comes in. She's like, all right, let's see. So I played it, played it without messing up, and she was like, "You learned how to do that this weekend?" I was like, "Yeah." And Shane, my buddy, he was just like, he's never played drum. He's never played instruments before. My mom was like, no. So I was like, this is sick. Like, I love it. So I couldn't go over their house enough. Like, I wanted to stay the night at their place every single weekend, every single everything, just to go over and and play. And it was this really cool thing. Like, so, you know, 13, 14, whatever, I started playing. And I remember Shane's dad, uh, Sam, he filled in years ago for, like, Skinner, the Allman Brothers, and stuff like that and could absolutely melt your face off like in that style of stuff like he could probably play everything but what i remember is he would go into the garage 
and he had like a sick setup in the garage, like a nice just like amp head combo. Uh, would bring out like a 25th year anniversary American Standard Strat. Like those just beautiful mint, like just so nice. And he would just turn the radio on on like a classic rock station and just, and just rip with whatever song came on. Wow. And I remember I would just sit outside the door and listen and just be like, is that your dad? And he was yeah. like, yeah, he won't play for anybody. That's like crazy. if you walked out there, he would stop and he would come inside. And really? Like, whatever. Wow. He's like, he won't play for anybody. And I was wow. like, what? Mm. Fast forward a couple years, and I had at this point in time, my mom had bought me a guitar for like a guitar for like my birthday, <clears throat> like a PV. It was like, <laughs> yeah, it was right up there with that. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think it was like a Fender Squire, yeah, just like yeah. one of the ones yeah. that come with like that and like a little amp combo as yeah. well, like a little 10 inch. And so she like bought me one of those. Which is great. That's what Jack White uses, right? Dude, that's you just gotta learn. <laughs> yeah, just gotta learn. Yeah. And then you love it and then you just never want to put it down. That's right. And then I think the following year she got me a drum set that's as awesome. well. Uh just like a cheap drum set. And she was like, All right, well, if you get good at this and you actually take to it, maybe we'll upgrade your stuff. But as of right now, she just looked at it as like a fad. Right. Like right. I was just gonna You were gonna play it for a while for a and, then, and then just collect dust like yeah. most of my other stuff did, yeah. you know, when growing up. So uh so, yeah, I remember after learning to play a little bit and stuff like that, I would go back over to Shane's house, getting a little bit older, you know, 14, 15 or whatever. And I remember, like, talking to Shane's dad, and he, like, went into the garage, and I, like, walked out there, and he was playing, and he just didn't stop. Wow. And I was like. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, like, took a, <laughs> yeah. Took, a, took a seat and just watched. Yeah, took a seat cool. and just watched. And when he was done, I asked some questions, and, uh, yeah. And I think, to my knowledge, I'm, like, the only person that he's ever played in front of, which is wow, pretty sick. Other than, amazing. obviously, like, right, probably right. his wife or, like, yeah, uh, right. other people back in the day. Yeah. But since he stopped doing that, like, he just never really had that the need always, to, like, play in front of people, which was crazy. Because he was so damn good that it just, like, blew my mind. That's amazing. Wow. That always surprises me. My my dad, who was not in my life a whole lot, um, when I was a kid, I remember him coming over. And he had a guitar. And he could play what was on the radio. Um, like he could hear the song and play it. Same thing with the piano. And I and I remember asking him like, "How do you do that?" <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "Well, when I was little, we didn't have a TV. He was like, we had a radio, you know, and I had a guitar, and so I would just make it sound like that." And he had just trained his ear, couldn't read music or anything. I'm in that same boat. Yeah, yeah. I took like one theory class in college for piano. And then my professor. It's funny. I can read music, and I know you play way better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is like my uh, my professor in college. Um, she. Oh, I don't want to. There we go. That's good. Just don't run to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. don't run to the bathroom. Oh, that gosh. With, the, with the headphones on. Yeah. No. Yeah. With, and a, and, and a, a lapel mic. Lapel mic. We oh, no. different mics. And... So so yeah. So I had a college professor. It was really funny. I was I was really making a conscious effort to learn. To learn to read music and, like, whatever. So, like, play by reading. So, I would, like, play by reading for the first little bit. And then when things started getting a little bit more difficult, what I would do is I would kind of cheat the system. And I would wait for somebody else in class to learn it. And what we would do is we all – we if you could go through that class in, like, three weeks, like, eight weeks worth of whatever. Yeah. If you could do it in three weeks, you're done. You never have to come back. So, wow. you went through the book at your own pace. That's and I was like, cool. yeah. love this, because then yeah. it gives me more time to just do nothing and sleep and get in the right. gym. Yeah. You know, because I was still playing basketball. So I was like, all right. So what happened is you would go through a certain point, and it, in the book it would get to a part where you'd say, like, 
basically like this the end of the lesson you would call your call the professor over she would unplug your headphones and you would take them off and then you would play whatever it is you learn and of course she she knew what it was and what it should right. sound like so what i would do is i would wait until someone else learned it and when then, it got hard and then i would just like listen to how they played it how they articulated their notes uh the like intensity and pressure they yeah. applied and i would play it looking at it and do it like as fast as i could like until i could do it without looking because what she did is when she came over she had like a, a folder and she covered your hands so like if i'm playing like this she <clears> would like take the it. folder and yeah, like do yeah. this so if you look down you yeah. couldn't see anything anyway yeah. so you had to like do it and I remember I was like playing it. She like had my hands covered, whatever. And I I did it a few times before she found out that's what I was doing. And then <laughs> what she did is she had two folders one time, and I was like playing, and she covered my hands, and then she covered the book, oh. and then I just looked at her as I was still playing, and she was like, "I knew you were doing that." And I was just like, oh. "I'm sorry, I can't. <laughs> I'm just trying to get Busted. done with this." Yeah. It was so funny. Um, that's hilarious. But yeah, like I years later I you know learn how to play multiple instruments and upgraded all my stuff very like yeah. 10x upgraded my stuff yeah. i had like a six thousand dollar drum set and like you know multiple thousand dollar guitars and stuff like that and um and yeah man so i started i started playing music i started once i once i could kind of formulate things that i thought sounded good in regards to progressions and phrasings and things like that I started, I was like, well, maybe I can write a song. I would consider yeah. myself a good writer like yeah. in general, but songwriting and being a, you know, an author of a book is a completely different, different thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I, back then, and, and I know this now just because it's in hindsight, I guess, because I have written some songs that I do enjoy. Mm -hmm. But back then it was so complicated that I, like, I couldn't think, and this sounds really shit, I guess, to songwriters in some cases, but I couldn't think simple enough right yeah. to create something that yeah. was easy had a good melody and it like flowed super well we overcomplicated it absolutely basically. yeah absolutely yeah. and i did that for like a really long time and then i hung up music for many years and then when i moved to nashville the reason why i moved to nashville was to play drums i had a band call me <clears throat> from high school that i didn't know that they were a band they had moved to nashville they had a, a label deal their drummer was quitting. They called me on a Sunday night at midnight. It's three brothers in the band. This is kind of hard to keep up with. Trey, Tyler, Tanner. <laughs> wow. Their sister's yeah. name is Taylor. Oh, wow. And, no, their, yeah. and their PlayStation screen name was T4. Wow. Yeah, Loved of course. That's it. awesome. So Trey's the oldest. Yeah. He, he graduated with me in high school. Tyler is the middle and the front man of the band. And Tanner is the baby. Nice. Okay. So... Tyler was the front man, sang. Trey played pretty much everything for the most part, uh, but also sang like harmony vocals and could sing lead. And then Tanner also sang, couldn't play anything, but would sing harmony and lead. So you get like these like Brothers Osborne yeah, yeah. type of harmonies. Like they were unbelievably good. Like they sounded so good. I'll play some, I'll play some for you guys like after this. Like they sounded yeah. so good together. Um, and then you had two guitar players and then a drummer so their drummer quit trey calls me and he goes what's up dog and i was like long time no talk like yeah. what's up mind you haven't seen him in 10 years the day i graduated high school i saw trey the next day we went to a nba playoff game we watched the magic play someone i can't even remember and then i left the next day pretty much and like haven't been back home since huh. so 
I was like, what's up, man? What's you? Everything okay? Like the wife and kids good? Like it's kind of a late phone call. And he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, no, we just finished up a show. Uh, do you still have a kit? I was like, no. I was like, I haven't played consistent drums in probably like six years. <laughs> and he was like, oh, that's fine. Like we can get one for you. And I was like, what is going on? And he's like, well, I'm watching our drummer pack up his stuff right now. He quit. And I was like, you're joking. Drummer. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, how soon can you get here? And I was like, what? Yeah. So we started talking a little bit more logistics. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's quitting. Like, we have a show on Wednesday. It is midnight on Sunday night, wow. technically Monday morning. Yeah. He's like, we got a show on Wednesday. Um, and I know you're probably the only person capable of handling what I'm going to ask of you. And I was like, okay. Talk to Tyler. And because Tyler, like, was the front man of the band, but also kind of like the creator of the band, middle brother, whatever. Talk to Tyler, call me back immediately, and we'll see what we can do. 15 seconds later, he calls back, and he's like, pack your bags, you're coming to Nashville. And I was Ooh. like, what? And he's like, yeah, I literally just walked in the kitchen as our drummer is packing up his stuff. And I said, don't worry about drums, I got it covered. And the guys were like, what? And he's like, Josh is coming. That's and cool. and <laughs> Tyler and Tanner were both like, Josh Wiseman? And he's like, yep. And he's like, tell him to come on then. And so, you were like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah i was like well i was not expecting that call back so uh so they flew me out the next day yeah and i told him i was like all right i can play for the week but i have to fly to spain on saturday for work like spain and london for photo video stuff and he's like all right that's fine we can get the the time that you're gone covered but we need you when you get back for like months and i was like Shit. like all right like i lived in austin all my stuff was in austin bills are in austin everything they want me in Nashville. I can stay in the house with them for free, like whatever. So, yeah. So I flew in Monday night. Hadn't seen him in 10 years. Of course, Trey gets out of the car, just <laughs> full on sprint, yeah, spider yeah. monkey, big yeah, hug, awesome. like whatever. And then we go back to the house. I saw Tyler and Tanner and like cried a little bit. Last time I saw Tyler, he was 14. Last time I saw Tanner, wow. he was 12. And then now they come out. One of them's looking like a skinny Chris Stapleton. And the other one is <laughs> looking like Chris Stapleton without the beard, both long curly <laughs> hair, big beard, like grown, hit a growth spurt, yeah, you know, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I feel so old yeah. right now. You know? So, so yeah, so we all went out that night, got super tore up, super <laughs> tore up. I mean, 10 years of catching up, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And all of us are old enough to drink. And that was funny is because like Tanner was like getting ready and he like come down. And he's like looking all nice and stuff like that. I was like, whoa, are you old enough to drink? He was like, man, yeah, I'm 22. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so old. What is happening? <laughs> so like, yeah. All right, let's get after it then, man. Like whatever. So anyway, so we go out all of us get super tore up. They show me some of the places we're going to be playing at in Nashville and everything like that. I'm meeting bartenders, meeting staff, you know, Hey, this is our new drummer. He's going to be filling in for a while. This is Josh, like whatever. It's like, all right, cool. This will be fun. So Tuesday morning rolls around and Trey is up early. I had went to the gym, came back and Trey's up early. And I was like, wow, you're up pretty early for someone who passed out in the front yard. And he's like, <laughs> he's, he's like, don't worry. That's a pretty normal thing. And, and like, I was like, oh my god that's just a tuesday <laughs> yeah for real though man right. it was crazy so uh yeah, so he a was different lifestyle <laughs> he was like so uh we play tonight what and i was like you've got to be you've got to be kidding me i used a few choice other words but i was like you're joking he's like nah man like they moved us up to tonight um you got the set list right and I, he was like, it's in your email. And I looked and it was like oh, 80 songs. Oh, wow. And I was like, 
Jonathan. His name is his middle name is Trey. His first name is Jonathan. So it was like a parent moment. Jonathan, <laughs> <laughs> full name. You're joking. And he's like, "This is why I called you, man." He's like, "I know with everything you've been through in your life and like your ability to to do this kind of stuff, like if anyone could do this, you can." When well, the like, pressure's on, <laughs> no pressure. It's time to perform. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I I thrive under like chaotic and pressure filled situations. So I was like, "All right, wake everyone up." I don't care how drunk they are right now still. I don't care how hungover. Like, wake them up. We got to practice. So we took about seven hours and learned about 80, 85 songs in about seven hours. Um, My hands were, like, bruised. My rings, like, I couldn't take the rings off my fingers that were on there. Um, Blisters all over, the like, five, six blisters on each hand. Had about an hour and a half break before we had to load up everything. Enough time to like eat and cry and like maybe shower. <laughs> Just Jeez, like man, this is man. gonna. I like I haven't done this in so many years, and now I have to go play in front of people at a bar. <sighs> All right, here we go. And then we went, and literally like thirty seconds into the first song, everyone like turns around and they're just kind of looking at each other like. This yeah, is a- this is gonna <laughs> yeah. be so yeah. sick. Like, That's cool. Yeah, and we crushed it, man. Like it was so much fun. And then we played like the first night, and then of course there was like a little hit, couple hiccups here and there. Like maybe there's some like stops or like hard stops in songs that like maybe I know the song, but I don't know that they put their own spin on it. Um, we tried to like learn that stuff as good as we could, and everyone in the band was like super good about turning around and like like a hard like neck stop or something, and just trying to signal like this is where the things happen. Um, but very shortly after that, we just fell into like a really big rhythm, man. And it was, dude, it was honestly like super fun. I, we played Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, left from the show on Friday, went home, grabbed my bags, went to the airport and then, uh, went on that trip, came back, flew into, what was it? Flew into Austin, rerouted my flight back to Austin and then drove from Austin to Nashville and then like packed up enough stuff for, you know, a couple months worth of, of, of stuff of playing. And went from there, and dude, it was honestly like some of the most fun that I've had in my That's life cool. in those couple months. Yeah. And it was, you know, Trey and I were always the closest, and and we would just sit around and like, you know, have a cigar and a beer or something, and just like be like, man, we wanted to do this when we were in high school because we we played in a band when we were in high school, but obviously like basketball took precedence right. over that for yeah. me, so it was just like we played some shows. And that's it. And I played lead guitar in that band. And like Trey kind of like taught me how to sing a little bit and like maybe try and harmonize and stuff like that, which I still can't really do too well. And he was like, man, this is something that we talked about doing like 10, 11 years ago. And now we're doing it. That's amazing. And we like just, we just, yeah, we just like couldn't believe that like it was happening and we were doing it. And like, we felt like family again. And it was, it was really special, man. I'm very thankful that, those guys wanted me that could, they called me, That's you know what I mean? Cool. To be a part of it. And it was cool, man. Like, and through those opportunities, it fed right into photo video stuff, yeah. you know, because I was pulling double duty, just doing what I could to like make more money on the side and like expand my network and was able to, you know, meet people like, you know, Chris Young, Carly Pierce. I shot Blake Shelton at his own bar that's for awesome. the voice in that's Nashville. Really cool. wow. And that was sick. That's, that's um, badass. You know, and a handful of other people that I was able to meet through playing shows, and maybe they would like pop in and see and be like, "These guys are pretty good." Yeah. And then, like, next thing you know, I'm like standing next to the bar, and then next thing you know, like people are going out of their way. Chris Young specifically, which is funny, I stepped up next to him at the bar one time, 
and I'm a friendly person. Like if someone's standing next to me, we're both waiting for a drink and we look at each other. I'm like, how's it going? Good. How are you? If they don't ask and like, whatever conversation wasn't meant to be, but we just started like struck up a conversation. I was like, oh yeah, man, like things are good. Like whatever, you know, I'm Josh. He's like, oh, I'm Chris. Very nice to meet you. He's like, wait, you guys are playing upstairs, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I played, I played drums up there. He's like, man, you guys are like sounding good, really clean, like blah, 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 this and that. Where are you guys playing out? You know, where else are you guys playing at? So on and so forth. Bartender comes over, sees him, even though I was there a little bit longer, which is funny. Bartender comes over, sees him. She's like, can I get you something? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get, you know, this and whatever he wants. And I was like, you sure? And he was like, yeah, man, definitely. So he bought me a beer. Cheers. Nice to meet you, man. I'll probably see you around. Seems like a pretty small, small town, whatever. So I go back to the band and they're like, you know who that was? And I was like, his name's Chris, I think. I'm horrible with names. <laughs> and they're like, you've got to be joking. They're like, yeah, man, that was Chris Young. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Does he sing that one song? And they're <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, 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 it's him. And I was like, oh, well, he bought me this beer. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> he said we sounded good. Um, he said I sounded good. No, <laughs> he said yeah. his favorite part was the drums. Yeah, <laughs> and my hair just flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so what ended up happening like later on, which was pretty cool, is every now and again I would pop around to different bars, just out and about, like just going out, whatever. And there was a couple bars that everyone knew that certain celebrities or artists would go to. Yeah. So I would just like pop around to some bars, this and that. And every time I bumped into them, it was always just like, what's up, man? How are you? Big hug. Like, is it my turn or yours? So we, we just had like this outstanding, like, is it your turn to buy beers or is it my turn That's to buy cool. beers or yeah. shots or whatever? And uh, it was cool, man. And then a couple of times we played and I'm like setting up my drums and I felt like a someone like grabbed the back of my leg or my ankle or something. I turn around and it's him. Yeah. And he's like, what do you want to drink? I'm like, dude, that's cool man you're just like going out of your way to say what's up yeah that's you know cool. which is pretty sick that's so, really cool. super cool yeah. dude man super cool dude so wow i feel yeah. i feel like your life is like man what what was the jim carrey movie yes man yes man. is it yes it, yeah that's this is josh's life <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey dude come yeah. out here and play drums okay, okay. yes <laughs> hey come out to paris and come shoot this crossfit thing okay. yes yes <laughs> yeah man i mean that <laughs> yeah, I think I've I've been a lot more conscious about saying yes to a lot of things. Yeah. Um especially after and <laughs> taking it in a completely different direction right now. Uh but so my best friend passed away a few years ago, it'll be four years in June, and he died in his sleep. Wow. Like went to sleep, never woke up, barely drank, didn't do drugs, super healthy dude, was one of my teammates. Um found out later on that he had like a very small hole in his heart. Wow. Which I don't know what that contributes to in regards to like the chain of command like not enough blood so he just like you know i don't That's really crazy. understand the the biology behind that but i think after that i took a much more introspective look on my own life and kind of figured out where i was spending my time effort energy money things like that like where i was placing these things and if it was ill-placed or if it was something that was genuinely benefiting me making me happy making me money or moving me forward in my own life and i think after that i I started saying yeah to a lot more things. Yeah. So it's funny you say that. And then also to segue, I know before we talked about, or before we hopped on here, you were like, yeah, you know, like, what have you done? Where are you at? Where are you going? Yeah. So one of the things well, I'm that's next. Yeah. One yeah. of the things that I'm currently working on, and we can hop back to, to whatever, but one of the things I'm currently working on is pitching a TV show that's based around kind of me saying yes to everything. That's cool. Um, yeah. So that not a lot of people know about it. And I'm in the process of like fundraising for it so I can film the pilot and, and things like that. Uh, but I'll be hosting it. It's called Another Beautiful Day. 
And essentially the pitch of it is that like, you know, giving a little background of my, my friend Sean that passed away and just saying yes to more things because, you know, the world's a really crazy place and I'm a firm believer of stepping out of your comfort zone and trying new things because you never know which one of those things will change your life. And that's what photography and videography did for me. And that's what it is. It's me going through and trying like a bunch of crazy, cool, fun, skill-based, athletic-based things with people who are masters at their crafts documenting the entire process, telling their story, much like you guys are having me on here and telling my story and, you know, just creating that, like, you know, breaking that barrier of like relatability between like, Oh, this person's on TV or this person's a pro this, or this person's an expert that like, there's no way I can relate to this person because they're in this place and I'm here, but they had to get through certain things to be in the place that they're in. So like telling those stories and making that a really big focus, it's not so much about me doing cool things and embarrassing myself in the process because that's 1,000% going to happen, which I'm looking forward to. I'm (laughs) looking forward to embracing that. That's part of it. Embrace it. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that, uh, but it's it's really not about that. It's about like telling stories and motivating people, doing it in a very beautiful and artistic way that drives the narrative where it should be. And then also there's going to be like cool shit like one of the first episodes I want to be do is like learning how to drift a car. Oh, like, that's bad. Like Tokyo drift style, which is going to be sick. So. Well, if you need to learn how to be a professional wrestler, I know a guy producer Russell oh. has, has been a champ, heavyweight champ. <laughs> oh, heavyweight champ. Oh, did you not tell him any of this? No, I oh, did right. not tell him any of this. I'm telling him now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, now. I, I just He's, assume... see that, see that, uh, oh, placard, the, the light right there. Dude, yeah, that's sick. That he's he is the Romeo Falcone. Yeah, I've been a professional wrestler for uh, thirteen years. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, professional wrestling for thirteen years. Dude, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. So I like, just want to see you in like a speedo. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I just bought new gear. Did you? I am doing something, and I'm I'm telling everybody right now, and everybody's about to hear this. Oh yeah, um, baby! You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah. Oh. Um, I bought new gear. Uh, there's something that I've never worn before that I needed to wear. Uh, and those are the the mantis. Oh, uh, really? I'm going into the singlet, like not singlet, but like the yeah, you trunks. are yeah, yeah, the underwear. Wow, <laughs> I'm gonna wear those. What uh, color are they? Uh, black and black and silver. Sick and gray. Nice, dude. Um, it's just one of those things where I said I've done this for 13 years. I've worn, I've worn a singlet. I've worn long tights. I've worn baggy pants. I've worn baggy shorts. I've worn jeans. I, I've been doing the jeans thing for a year now as a heel. And now I'm just like, you know what? If I'm going to do this, I have to do it yeah. traditional style. Traditional baby. style. Awesome. So, yeah, I got new gear coming soon. and uh, But, yeah, it's just changing the, the game this year. Sweet. But, yeah, 13 years in, in professional Dude, that's wrestling. That's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> I'll so, add that to the list, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, and, that, and that's going to be the fun thing about this show. And like, I've talked to one of my producer buddies out in LA who's going to help me pitch this to whether that be Netflix or like actual TV. You know, um, I was talking to him, and I was like, man, like the opportunities for this show it's once endless, the first few ep- for sure for once first few yeah. episodes come out are literally endless. Yeah. And then we put a little blurb at the end of the show, like if you feel like you would be a good fit to you know yeah, whatever send like send send your info in because i mean realistically like just think about it just like literally anything and everything that you can think about on this planet that requires some sort of skill knowledge or athleticism yeah can be done that's cool drifting a car glass blowing forging weapons yeah ballroom dancing like being a day trader like in stocks yeah stuff, yeah like being a wrestler um i mean there's like infinite amount infinite, of things which yeah. is crazy 
That's so cool. It's gonna be cool, man. I'm really excited for it. I'm really yeah. excited to see what comes of that too. I yeah, would love. I to. would definitely watch that. Show, yeah, for sure. I'll be yeah. an extra of some kind. Just yeah, back, yeah. You know, that'd be sick. Yeah, no, yeah, man. Yeah. So we're we're in the we're in the early stages of it. I mean, pretty much right now. It's just I've got everything where I want it to be. I've got the team that I want to do it and execute it. I'm the host, so kind of falls on me and that's, that's what my cool. guy told me he was like you need to be the anthony bourdain or tom yeah, brady yeah. of this if this show's gonna work and it solely <laughs> it's a great idea but it solely is on you it's to you, uh to yeah. perform and and bring it so i was like all right we'll just that's give awesome. me the things that i need and we'll make it happen i so. definitely want to know how that uh pans out yeah, thank sure. you yeah you'll I, trust me you'll know if it does because you probably won't be seeing much of me for a while <laughs> like, i gotta go <laughs> yeah i gotta go here i gotta that's go that's a here. good reason to be gone though yeah, yeah, yeah man. it's awesome it would, it would change my life it would change my, my mom's life so i think it would be you know just not even based on that but i think just inspiring people and and trying to make an impact on people's lives and helping them understand that life's going to be uncomfortable sometimes but you just got to embrace it and, and keep uh, keep the train rolling forward, you know? Yeah, that's cool, dude. Yeah. So that that's where, like, cut to in the next five years. Where do you want to be? Man, I don't know. Next five years, I mean, that's a long time, you know? I think uh, still training, obviously, still shooting, but the potential for this TV show to get picked up is, is – you know, fairly high, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, it's fairly high just because of the people that I know and, uh, who I am as a person. And when I put my mind to something, you know, generally things are going to happen in a lot of different ways, whether that's, you know, physically, mentally, you know, career based, whatever the case is, you know, I'd like to think that I'm a pretty driven individual and when I want something, I just go after it, Yeah, you know? So yeah. I, I, I definitely want to put a lot of effort and energy into this show and and really try and get something out of it and I, like i said i think it has a good chance of getting picked up um other than that like will i be in austin i don't know yeah. you know because if the show gets picked up there's opportunity to like be elsewhere yeah. be a little bit more nomadic maybe it turns into an international thing where that's cool i yeah. think one of the things i would really love to do which i know would break me physically and mentally is be a porter for like a mountain expedition oh yeah do like kilimanjaro but like carry someone else's shit the mountain so they don't have yeah. to like those dudes are the real have you, heroes. have you seen the documentary 14 piece sherpa no you should watch oh, that. actually i think i did yeah. watch it i watched it after really i watched good. 14 really peaks yeah you i haven't seen 14 peaks, peaks but that, i've seen sherpa yeah. that will get you fired up yeah it's really a, it's a dude one guy who climbed All the, the 14 tallest peaks in the world in like an obscene amount of time like oh. small amount of time really like eight months or something wow Jeez. don't quote me on that amount of time yeah, but right, it was right, right. what platform is it on unreal it's on netflix netflix okay it's unreal yeah. this dude is not human because like, cool. you think like the training that you have to go through yeah like elevation training and like oxygen deprivation and like all sorts of stuff on top of being like in reasonable enough shit yeah yeah to yeah. be able to like f- climb one mountain let alone yeah. All of them, yeah, and they struggle cool. running upstairs <clears throat> when they go back home to Denver. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll <laughs> be on the Wim Hof, dude. Yeah, Wim Hof's great, but yeah, man. So, I don't know. It's uh, five years, I think having the show picked up would be great. Having you know, two seasons, three seasons of the show would be awesome. Uh, obviously, still training. I mean, it would be nice to like playing golf, playing golf. Love me, how, some how golf. often are you playing golf right now? Once a week. Once a week. Yeah, yeah, me and my buddy Evan, uh, aka Little Bill, we have a golf YouTube channel called Billy Boys Golf. 
Really? Yeah, we have a clothing sponsorship uh, from Chillist. They are an environmentally sustainable company. All the shirts and products are made from recycled plastic from the ocean. And five That's per- badass. I love that wow. stuff, man. Dude, it's sick. That I love is that. way cool. It's sick. So each yeah. shirt is like nine plastic bottles. That's awesome. Yeah. There's so many links I'm going to have to put in this podcast. Yeah, 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 right. It's right. good stuff, man. Chilla, the Chillis gear is like Plus, really oh, good. Oh, he wrote a book too. Yes, that's a nice <laughs> Let's little... segue. By the way, he that wrote book. Yeah. yeah, so the Chilla stuff is great. It's a great cause that we can get behind. Um, and 5% of the proceeds go back to Chillis Cares Foundation, which is to bring golf to inner city kids. That's really cool. And uh, we love it, dude. It's, it's I sick. love that. It's good stuff. I, see, and I'm not a golf person at all. Have you ever played? I've, I've played drunkenly at Top Golf. And that's it. You've never that played like on exactly. a golf no, course? No, I've never. Russell, we got to go play golf. Do you really? play golf? Hi, yeah, I play golf. How often? I love like golf. three well, times a year? I haven't played golf in a long time, <laughs> but I used to play three times a week. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. And, and like, I had time. Were, were you keep a in mind golfer? though, I get no, it wasn't that good. Um, <laughs> keep I in played mind three though, times a week, but I, I did drink I, three times the beer. Well, I did drink. Uh, I didn't drink that much when I played, but I did drink. You know, I know the beer I'll be drinking while I'm playing golf. If I ever do. Hey, <laughs> hey, let's go. I, I, yeah, I will be drinking some mate. Um, Lindsay went to you don't know, you know Lindsay? She was here Friday night. Blonde hair. Um, anyway, that, yeah, that's hard. She she went to college on a golf scholarship oh that's i cool. give her for it all the time though i might like, get a real sport you know but Lindsay, i the love one, golf the one with the husband yeah yes, who brian. drank the all the beer yeah <laughs> yeah the one the brian don't say that <laughs> that's that's him though that's yeah, him right b-dog okay, right. yeah so yeah. she i, I, love met, him, I remember man. meeting her at a wedding that we went that's right okay that's who i thought it was but i wasn't sure so yeah Lindsay went to college on a golf scholarship i didn't know that that's awesome yeah and uh I always give her crap for it, but I love golf. Dude, well, golf I, and I think it's awesome that she went to college on a golf scholarship. Dude, That's go- freaking any, phenomenal. Going to college yeah. for any sort of scholarship. Lindsey, don't listen to that. Mark that <laughs> any, just said right there. <laughs> any sort of scholarship uh, going to college is great because I think the stat, and again, don't quote me on it, but you can fact check it, is like 7% of uh, high school kids will continue to play at the next level. That's such really? a low stat. Wow. Seven, like around seven. I think I saw something like that the other day because it was like a, it was like if you go D one, you're a stud. If you go D two, you're a stud. If you go D three, if you go JUCO, if you it go like matter. this, and that, yeah, you're anything. a stud. And then at the end, it said like because it's like seven percent of high school athletes yeah. will continue to the next level. Yeah. Wow, yeah. it's phenomenal. It's crazy. it's crazy. And I think when I was and I think when I was in school, the number was even smaller. Yeah, which was cool. So see, and I just when going back into golf real quick, it's just like. When I think about golf, I just think about that CEO and like that standards of then golfers. Oh, like yes, yeah, yeah. nose up in the air. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I play golf. It's so not like it's that. not. I'm like sure that it's anymore. like that some places, Probably. but it's really not. like But that. when I hear yeah. you, Josh, and I see you, you know, <laughs> again, yeah. we've described you a little bit: six foot five, long hair, tattoos. I don't look like a golfer. You don't look like he a traditional He looks more like golfer. a surfer. He looks like a surfer, a rock star, you know, a crossfitter. Rock star. <laughs> <laughs> so, so honestly, you looking at me going, you know, play golf, I would feel more comfortable playing with you guys. Oh, dude, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll have to get you out there in a, a long polo, time. But so, got, you know, yeah. you need to, I've got a good polos. I, got, I mean, I don't have to wear a polo, do I? No, no, no. I go out with her. I go out there sometimes if it's if it's not a super nice course. I'll go out there with a shirt that just says "Tip and Beer." Oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> and, and, and but but I'm not just like 
a jackass on the course like right. i can go out and at least play a right. little bit you yeah. know what i mean so it's a little bit different it's just I like have i have a really nice macho man polo though so. right. there you go okay with that. Just think. macho man oh, yeah. you need the polo that says here. i would get a polo that says <laughs> so, so would i i'm, I'm, I'm gonna sure look the for warden one. would love that <laughs> the warden would love it yeah. if you warden, don't know the wife. warden is the, his wife yeah the warden you is my said wife. it when when you first started and i was yeah. like the warden and but then the more you said it in the context i was like that must be his that's, wife that's hilarious. that's the way uh i don't do names uh I, i'm producer russ and that's just kind of a fun thing that yeah. i like to do sure so my wife that's uh, is that from wrestling it's like from everybody wrestling. has their yes. alter ego oh, yeah it's a character it's character driven so nice. i like to I build love it that, that way Thanks. so i'm All producer right. russ put you on the because spot you're really good at that you've given you've given every all the teen athletes have nicknames yes. or Alter egos, yes. you know, yeah. It's yeah, good. I'm gonna put you on the spot. What's mine and his wrestling name? Oh wow! Nice. Oh man! Uh, rapid I mean, fire! Oh, <laughs> this is, I'm getting the rapid fire all you're, of a sudden. You're on the spot. <laughs> oh man! Um, I mean, Dave. I mean, I think you're just you're Big D. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just that's just gonna be simple. You're Big D, yeah. and it can go in so many different ways. I was gonna but, say for a multitude of reasons, I'm <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, but it's gonna be just fun, fun play <laughs> words. Uh, Josh, for you, man. Um, um, Jeez, this man. is a, I know really this is put really, this dude on the spot. This, this is, is great. Really, but uh, the moment I saw you, I was just like, this guy's sky high. Sky high. This guy's sky That's high. That's a badass wrestling name. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I'll I take mean, it. Because I met you, sky you're just high. like, you're He's six foot five. High. You're like, you're sky high, bro. Uh, so I love it. That's awesome. You get a shirt with that made on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, That's yeah, sick. That was, that was actually That's great. Real, that was a good question, too. Yeah, man. Nice. What's funny, speaking of wrestling, it's like, uh, I've went to places with my hair down sometimes. Yeah. And you're like, you really look like Triple H. Are you him? <laughs> so the funny thing I'm is like, I'm looking no, at your profile right dad, now. And, and I've totally, <laughs> I can totally see that, Triple H. Dude, I could totally see somebody thinking that. I've had, yeah. I've had, a, ga- I've had yeah. a gas station attendant uh, lady who was working the cashier call her somebody and be like, I'm with Triple H right now. I'm with like, Triple H. No. Why would you say <laughs> Am I gonna get free stuff? <laughs> Why would you say that? Wait, wait, you know, is there free things? <laughs> Do I get free gas? What the hell's going on? Yeah, I've Triple I've got H. Triple H bef- like all the time, dude. My really? the people that I get it's told so that funny. I look like That's are just so, so funny awesome. to me. The That's game. Really cool. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I'm the game. Yeah, yeah man. I'm like, wait, he had, he had short awesome. hair now. I don't. Look yeah, like he him. shaved he's all his hair. He's got a suit, yeah. you know. No he hair. actually just—he's not ever going to wrestle again. I don't think. Yeah, he had a bad heart problem. Yeah. recently. That's so. not good. One not of my good. favorite episodes is when he marries Stephanie McMahon oh in the drive-through. The drive-through <laughs> of uh, yeah. drive Vegas. Yeah, and he's like, "Yes, I take this." Yes, I do. Yeah, it was so hilarious. <laughs> so but they really got married in real life. Yeah, they did in real life. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's great. That's Wrestling's awesome. Fun. Wrestling Sky is high. Awesome. I love it. Sky high. high. I'm down with that. That's a really great well, job. It, I'm going to get something made with that on it. And you're going to be like, dude, dude hell yeah. Well, I mean, you sick. have a vertical, too. You play basketball. All those things. It so goes perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, this is sky high. So That's hilarious. I love it. That's awesome, dude. I'm down with that. <laughs> all right. Are we ready for rapid fire I mean, questions? I mean, yeah, let's do it. So let's at the end, we ask them, we call them rapid fire, but it just air like quotes takes <laughs> another hour's worth it's, of it's content. Not, Shit, okay. It's not, 
I don't know what, why do we call them rapid fire questions we, in the we first should really change this segment yeah i'm just like hey it's the end it is what it is <laughs> this rapid is fire sounds mo- better than moderately moderately this sped is. up questions yeah <laughs> yeah here right. we go what is it moderately sped up right. msq these are the only questions we've thought about ahead of time <laughs> which change every week I don't know, yeah. <laughs> yeah sure yeah um who is your favorite band is my oh my god that's Ooh. such a loaded question uh, what genre of music anything that's so yes. like i don't have like a country favorite. i can le- i can i can um well so talk can about, i like i favorite could totally bands yes. yes in a full totally spectrum of stuff so some of my favorite bands are in the metal core space which is what i primarily listen to um era yeah. era which are really good friends of mine which, which i just started listening to because and you, yeah they're badass dude, i'm gonna have to get on this now badass get in that. era really good friends of mine uh jt all the dudes love you guys um fit for a king is a good one I like, fit for a king. like moths that. to flames siamese is a really good one I've been getting into Memphis Mayfire is also I one of my favorites. Memphis Mayfire. Um, I could go on and on about like all these bands. Vale Maya, really, really good band as well. Uh, so that's just kind of that realm. Love John Mayer. Yeah. Big John Mayer fan. Actually, I have one of his lyrics tattooed on me uh, shamelessly that I got with a girlfriend in college, but now it's kind of taken on a different meaning, uh, which is cool. Um, <laughs> as it should. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, it, it is. It's kind of, so it's from Gravity and I have it tattooed on me. It says, keep me where the light is. Which essentially is just, you know, now turned into, you know, it's not about a, a singular person. It's now about just life in general yeah. and, and finding the silver lining in everything, which I think is is a really beautiful thing. Um, so I love John Mayer. Um, Gavin DeGraw is also really, you know, high up there for me. Uh, Ray LaMontagne. Yeah. Love that guy. Uh, L. King. L. King. You guys know who L. King yeah. is? Yeah. It's actually Rob familiar. Schneider's you know, daughter. Yeah. Oh, really? Wait, yeah. Did I tell you yeah. that? Yeah. Did you go see her recently? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm super jealous because right. she's no. so yeah. sick. Yeah. She's so she sick. She is great. I, you know, I feel like she's kind of like a female Merle Haggard, <laughs> if that Dude. makes sense. It's like very she would, like country she would, blues. She would yeah. definitely put out a cigarette on her arm and oh, then yeah. go on stage. Yeah, probably. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude, and half her songs Incredible. are about drinking, so you know, Incredible. it kind of goes. I check this out. Goes. Um, also, one of my all-time, all-time, all-time favorite artists that you guys absolutely must check out. His name is Alan Stone. Oh, dude, oh, yeah, that's dude, his guy. Did you go see him? Yes, at I was Scoot there. In? Yes, no way. Yes, I was there. I shot him that night. Did you? Yeah. No way, dude. Look, dude. I'll show you. I'll show you a I have been an Alan Stone fan for years I, now. Yeah, it we talked about this yes, already on the podcast. And yeah. I went with the warden and another uh, drummer, a friend of mine, and his name's Jeff. You can swipe through um, this. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh, dude. I'm looking at pictures of Alan Stone right now that are phenomenal right now. <laughs> yeah, man. And what's crazy and is like, so I. Wow. One of my friends, she was like, "Yeah, you and my, dude. you and thank you." <laughs> She was like, "You and one of my, you and one of my friends should come That's hang out with awesome, me on uh, on yeah. Friday night after I go to the show." And I was like, "Oh, what show are you going to?" And she's like, "Alan Stone. You've probably never heard of him." And I was like, oh, "He's playing here, and she's I didn't badass, know about yeah. it." I was like, "What?" And I was like, "So I look for tickets." And me and Evan, the golf buddy, yeah, I was like, "Hey, do you want to go?" Awesome, because dude. he, I introduced him to Alan Stone, yeah, and he was like, "Dude, this guy is good. I'm curious how he is live." And I was like, "We'll keep an eye out." Didn't know that he was playing at Scoot yeah. In, so I was like, "Tight, let's like, 
let's go to the show. And he's yes. like, can you get three tickets? One for me, him, and his fiance. And I was like, yeah, I'll see what I can do. I can only buy two at a time. So I was like, I'm not buying four tickets. Sorry, Karen, which is his fiance. I'm like, sorry, you're not. That's sorry, actually, Karen. That's, sorry, actually, Karen. that's actually your name. It's okay. not like a joke either, <laughs> which she gets that joke all the time and she hates it. I'm sure it. she does. But yeah. it's like, yeah, sorry, Karen. It's Evan and I going. You're going to have to probably pick us up at some point in the evening. And uh, so I was like, man, I wonder if I can get a media pass and then Karen can still go and I can just go. So I reached out to the venue and typically they want you to fill out media credential pass a week or more in advance. It's like two days before the show. I was like, there's no, there's no way I'm going to get approved for this. So, uh, sure enough, I didn't get approved for it, but when I reached out or when I reached out to the venue and like filled out their, their credentials pass or whatever, I DM Alan stone on Instagram and I was like, Hey man, been a fan for years. I saw you're coming through Austin. I live in Austin. I would be honored to be able to photograph you. Um, I filled, you know, gave him the rundown. Like I filled out a media credential. It's, you know, two days away. I probably won't get it, but if there's anything you can do to help, I would love to meet you and like photograph this set again. Keep crushing it. Love you, big dog. Whatever. And uh, the day of the show, he hit me back. Wow, that's crazy. I swear to God, dude. I was like, I was with one of my friends, and I like they're just talking to me, having like an actual conversation, and I was just not even listening. I was like, oh my god this dude messaged me back he was like hey brother like i really appreciate all the support man i would love to help you out what name should i put the pass under so i called evan i was like karen's in dog you'll never guess what i'm doing tonight he's like you are gonna photograph this fucker aren't you and i was like yep sure am and then photograph the show dude honestly and you were there i was there I've seen hundreds of shows oh over gosh. the years. Probably like somewhere in the realm of like 500 shows yeah. in like yeah, my yeah. lifetime. Yeah. This was the best live performance I've ever seen. And it really? was him, Dave, it wow. was him with a guitar and two backup two vocalists. backup vocalists. That's, That's it. That's it. Wow. No backing tracks, no drums, no nothing. That's and then crazy. he stepped on the keys for like three songs, three songs. and then came. Dude, so, it was such... It was you were there. Dude, it was so good. <laughs> Getting goosebumps it was so right now good. Because wow. when right before the pandemic started, he had a show here, and I couldn't get tickets for me, my the warden, and our daughter. So out of nowhere, he did a pop up performance at uh, the the record studio downtown. Oh, uh, Waterloo. Waterloo. Yes. Yeah. So oh, what? Yes, he oh. did a pop up, just like, hey, I'm at Waterloo, free. Boom. Whoever can get there. I jumped in my car, drove as fast as I could to get the warden and our daughter, who was younger at the time, and we just immediately drove to Waterloo. Got there just in time to hear him start performing. And again, this is inside of Waterloo, just a store. Yeah. And he sounded amazing. And that was the only thing I wanted. I was like, let me hear this man, because he sounds amazing on record, amazing on YouTube. So soulful. I'm like, can this guy do it? And he brought it. And then when we went to that performance, the one you were at, bro, Oh, like I'm saying, it was the Dude, best thing. And it's like his, life-changing performance. And his, the, the backup vocalist, oh. uh, one guy, one girl, he picked out of New York out of just like, they went karaoke with them. They used to, well, he did like a series. Yes. It was like karaoke with Uncle Al. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah, something That's silly. what he refers to himself as, which I love. Uh, and Al. he, yeah. and yeah, and he, he did like a series where like, you could put in to sing like a song with him. Yeah. That's and crazy. these two people did it. And he was like, um, you sing do you want to go? Yeah. Do you want to go on the road with me? Yeah. And there, and there they are. Yeah. That's and crazy. they, they crushed it. Dude. They, they only 
intensified the performance. They did not take away. It was unbelievable. It was beautiful, man. Yeah. And the only thing that I wish he would have played was Warriors. That's my favorite, one of my favorite songs from him. Really? I was going to ask what, I was going to ask what your favorite song was from Warriors him. Warriors is like one of my favorite Alan yeah. Stone songs. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Brown Eyed Lover is great, but it's just so. It's very mainstream. Exactly. It's, it's mainstream. a great song. But, but it's very Warriors mainstream. for me, when that song came out and he dropped that single, yeah. I'm like, I love this song. And then, um, the weekend also gives me jazz on. Yo, I love the weekend. <laughs> yeah, the that week- is such a good song. That's, just that's like, a fun one. Like Friday rolls around, you put on the weekend, you're just like, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that's ready. A good one. I don't know, man. I think consider me. Consider me is, is probably cool. one of. Dude, I every time I hear that song, I like cry. It is such a beautifully I, written song, and I, then also, um, uh, sweaters. Sweaters. Oh, dude, such a groove, man. Oh, <laughs> it's such a sweaters. groove. And when that when that song came out, I heard that sweaters got yeah, me going. That's a super super good. Groove. I wish I wish consider me would have came out when I got married because wedding it's, song it's, of the f- year, dog. Say it. It's wedding song of the fucking year. Yeah. Oh my For god. For real. Dave's just like, well, <laughs> I don't like, know whatever. anything. I'm just gonna. <laughs> that's not true. I know. I know. Consider me. I know that song and the weekend. Um, I know those because okay. you sent this to me a while back. I think, yeah, I did send yeah. you some Mountain Stone, dude. Just listen to all his stuff, man. All stuff oh, his stuff, and he actually just came out with another song, yeah. Yeah, are you gonna go to Teddy Swims? Shout out to Al- when's he in town? He's coming uh, the last day of this month, really. We'll talk offline, we will because Teddy have a conversation Swims outside of this. Is, well, they did a collaboration too, yes, they did. Yeah. They did that during the pandemic, they did this like crazy boy band series. <laughs> Where they did like Boys to Men, New Edition. That dude, dude, Alan is a really cool dude, man. So after the show, my friends were like, Are you going to wait around? And I was like, I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe not. Like, whatever. Because um, I never want to be like that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I did at the very least just want to say thank you for the media pass. And like, not only was I able to go and photograph one of my favorite artists who I've been listening to for years, but like my friend's fiance got to go and experience the show too. That's cool. So like, yeah. that was. I always try and give back when I can. Like when yeah. I get, when I get passes for shows and stuff, like I've given my friends my lanyard and my camera and just been like, this is your favorite band. Here you go. Let's see what you can do. Don't yeah. break it. And like just send them in the pit. That's and awesome. just like, what the f*** am I doing? Wow, dude. That's <laughs> do you dope. get some good photos it's from like, that? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get like one. Yeah. <laughs> like this is what you do. Don't mess with anything. You press this. You point it. Do this if you want to. And like yeah. some of them get really into it and I love it. But like. Oh, I would get into I'm not that, expecting. Bro. I'm not expecting like a yeah. award-winning photo. But if yeah. they get it, then like great, that's sick, you know. Yeah. And then what you can do too is you can get it printed out and give it to them for like their birthday. Or that's Christmas awesome. Or something. Be like, here's your photo that you took. Like, good that's job. Really cool. You did this, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So like after the show, I like stuck stuck around for a little bit, just kind of let the the craziness and everyone kind of get out of there. And then they're like, all right, we're going to go over to Whistler's. And I was like, all right, that's cool. I'm going to drop the gear off in the car and then I'll walk over. So I dropped the gear off in the car. Um, just kind of like took a second, took in everything that just happened, you know, like whatever. I was like, wow, that was, that was really something. So I was like walking around the corner, uh, to make the, the road down to Whistler's, like go down the side street and then make a right and like head down six or whatever it is. And he was standing outside of his bus and he was like talking to like one of his crew members or whatever. And I just walked right up and I was like, Hey man, what's up? And he was like, Josh. And I was like, yeah, man, I just wanted to say thanks for the uh, for the media pass. And he was like, dude, and he was like, thank you so much. And he gave me a big hug, and he was like, thank you so much, man. Like, did you have a good time? And, like, I told him, I was like, man, I got to, whoa, <laughs> I got to tell you, bro. Like, I've and I told him, I was like, I've been to hundreds of shows, and this one 
was probably the single handed like best performance I've ever That's heard. Badass. Like you are so good. Unreal. Yes. You are unreal. And he was like just very receptive and very appreciative of that. And then again, another like camera nerd. Like he loves camera stuff. So he was like, What are you shooting on? And then we started talking about like all the gear that I have. He's like, I looked at your stuff, man. You are like super talented. And I was just like means a lot from you because obviously you got a camera on you all the time man so i really appreciate it and we started talking about that and like whatever else and then i sent him the photos i think i edited all of his photos the next day and i got them to him like the next day or whatever a couple days after and he was like man these are stellar thank you so much for coming out like really appreciate it yeah yeah and i was like man my years made you're just started years made yeah dude it was sick that's amazing it was sick dude. (laughs) yeah it was cool well now i mean i don't have to ask what your favorite show was so yeah i mean honestly yeah that one can't beat a third row center van halen oh that's my when was that my first concert what wait wait what year was this when with my mom yeah i was like super young yeah how old were you badass probably 10 really i just love that story because last year uh, me and the warden took our daughter to see Kiss. Yeah. Oh, and she's five. Love it. And she's a big Kiss fan. Love yeah, it. She loves she Kiss, Guns and Ro- Guns and Rosies. Rosies. Yeah, Guns yeah. and Rosies. Better name. It's a better yeah, name. But anyway, but I th- I love that story. That's you just awesome. said that you went and saw Yeah, you can't band. beat that. That's you can't yeah. beat that because that's, awesome. that's amazing. And my daughter gets to have that type of story that she gets to share. You know, because you have those cheesy questions in school. Hey, what, what's your favorite concert? Or what's yeah. your first concert? And my daughter's going to be like, What's your favorite childhood yes. memory? Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's uh, that's that was my first show. Um, wow. And then not too long after that, my mom and I ran into Steven Tyler at Disney World. Oh, wow. From Aerosmith, that's for those cool. of you who don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, the Dude, warden has a crush. My, the Nailed warden it. has a crush on him. Oh really? Yes. That is on one Steven of the Tyler? Ugliest dudes. Dude, I've are ever you seen kidding me? Nowhere. Like, she's like Dude looks like a lady yeah. is like him. She's like <laughs> Well she it's not and it's not like a crush. And not crush. a pretty lady. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a crush crush. She's like, I like him. I'm like, what? Like what? <laughs> but if he wasn't who he was, would she still like him? Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. I think it's more the the charisma. I think rock the clout, star the clout thing. behind yeah. the rock star. Yeah. Uh, let me just, hey, let me just preface this. She likes Jason Statham, so I just saved you. All right, the yeah, warden. Yeah. She's a Statham guy. That's girl. hilarious. Um, <laughs> like some Jason. Man, I love Van Halen. I've seen Van Halen yeah. three times. That's sick. Love I saw it. one time in Cool and the Gang opened up for them. That was okay. really. They had twenty horns on the stage. It was pretty badass. That's wild. Yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, yeah, so I think that answers the music question. That's Big cool. George Street fan. Yeah, also. love to answer the country. I, I think mean, I, you know. I think. Yeah. I think I paid one time twenty bucks to see George Strait. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. Well, I'm kind of old. Though, the king, so. man. <laughs> My dad did security for George Strait. That's, That's cool. way long, long sick. time ago when he was first. My dad. I got a security story too. Really? Oh, yeah. know, he's a police officer, um, and way long time. And he had, ended up getting a picture with George Strait. That's so, really. I don't know where that picture is. But wild. Yeah, he did security for him. Uh, I did security for Machine Gun Kelly. And Limp Biscuit. Oh, nice, really? dude. That's badass. When I lived in San Antonio, like years That's ago. That's awesome. How did that happen? I mean, you're a photographer. They just look at you like, <laughs> well, no, I yeah, wasn't. You're big. Let's I wasn't. Go. I wasn't this doing was photo video stuff. No. Kelly was a rapper. No, I was doing. Uh, I was doing music stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was just uh, and was working. Yeah. Obviously, like just had a job, like a couple of different jobs, like a serving job and then like a security job. And I was like, oh, I could do security at this venue. Yeah. Free shows. Hell uh-huh. yeah, I'm in. Like yeah. whatever. And yeah. then they were coming through and great show man 
this is where this is when Machine Gun Kelly was like still rapping. a rapper. Yeah, he was yeah. a rapper. Yeah. yeah, it was it was sick, dude. Yeah, it was sick. Wow. It was such a good time. I uh, got a picture with uh, with Fred, which was cool because um, they and I actually got pulled into the green room by them. It was funny. I was standing there and I was just kind of like surveying the scene, and they just finished up, and he's like, "You big guy with us," and I was like. Me or this six, seven, three hundred and fifty pound black guy? And he's like, You, come on. And I was like, All right. So I like went in there, like took my earpiece out because I wasn't hearing anything from anybody at that point in time. So I just like earpiece out, went in there, and I was like, Man, you guys put on for the 904 tonight. And they're like, Are you from Jackson? I was like, I'm from just outside of Jacksonville. So we were talking about like where all of us went to high school and stuff. That's cool. Just like shot the shit. It was cool, man. It was wow. sick. Yeah. Yeah. They have a new album out. I don't listen to them anymore. Yeah, no, they like literally in the last like month after that they what didn't is it? tell Whatever anybody they dropped an yeah. album out, and it's called Limp Biscuit Still Sucks. <laughs> That's the name <laughs> of the album. That, I'm not joking. I appreciate That's, them owning that. They're hilarious with that stuff. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's a great story, dude. That's incredible. Sweet. Uh, any more um, rapid fire or? Me- mediocre speed questions <laughs> yeah yeah we got some more um, msq <laughs> mediocre speed questions. <laughs> mediocre speed questions <laughs> that, i'm gonna awesome. i'm gonna think that might stick that msq good. all right so. time for good. msq yeah. Yeah. msq that might yeah. mediocre speed questions i like yeah it. yeah um i i do have a question i want to know are you going to do more music that's what I, are you planning on to or do you want to? Wow. Uh, no, I, I definitely want to. Um, I think for me, it's just kind of finding the time and the context to, to write what I want to write. So I did music like years ago, like eight years ago, seven or eight years ago. Then when I lived in Nashville, I did a single with this girl named Sarah Taylor. Very, very talented female artist. Um, kind of more in the pop realm, but with like a little folk, but like a little country. I don't know. Think of like, all right that's just pretend I didn't even say that definitely pop for sure but think of more of like a Colby Calais like an early yeah, Colby yeah. Calais yeah so like kind of that realm of music um yeah so she's extremely talented great vocalist very like simple musician but again simple cells you play like you know that's what early country music was it was four chords in a story yeah and uh she's pretty pretty damn good at that and she's got a really incredible voice so we did a song together i'd written a song is about 80 percent done and then we got together literally like i was just racking my brain on it for like a while and we got together and finished it in like 10 minutes and then we started like really refining it and then we had it recorded and then we played it live one time that's and awesome. dude it was it yeah. was sick, man. I'm actually really proud of that song because I don't really consider myself a really strong singer or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. But everyone that's listened to that song is just like, wait, this is you? Well, you got to send it also, over to us, bro. Yeah. why are you not doing this well, more? You're yeah. an idiot. So to answer your question, I'm kind of writing stuff currently, wow. but it will take some time for me to really feel, I guess, confident enough and feel like it's the right moment in time to really like lay something down. That's cool. But when I do, I'll let you know. Yeah. And then I won't tell you it's and me. I'll be like, yo, just check uh, out this new song I heard. Well, send me we, that song. We got to have so, all these links. <laughs> I do have a follow-up with that. Um, what do you? What would you like to get out of that? Or is it just to do it? Yeah, I think for me it's just another form of self-expression. Yeah. So you slyly mentioned earlier I wrote a book a couple yeah. of years ago. Um, and so I bought I, it. I bought, yes, he yeah, did buy it. I did so buy it. I can't confirm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I've always been a journaler. And I like writing stuff down and yeah, yeah, my thoughts, yeah. feelings, so on and so forth, just so, you know, better out than in type of thing. 
So, um, yeah, writing a book was a really crazy experience, I think. You know, uh, the book, to give a little bit of context, was kind of written um, to shed some light on the male psyche and how we think and feel and touches on, like, toxic masculinity and how societies, you know, condition men, not just women making men feel this way, but just society in general is, have conditioned men to feel like it's not okay to share their feelings. And if you do share your feelings and you're kind of categorized as, you know, being feminine or weak or any of those things. So what I did is I took some of my journal entries, some of my most intimate thoughts and, you know, self, self-destructive thoughts, negative self-talk, like, you know, one-liners, longer, bigger block passages and stuff from my journal entries over the years. And I formatted it into a book so that people could read how I was feeling, why I was feeling that way, interpret it themselves, take an introspective look on their own lives, thoughts, feelings, thought processes, and journal about it. So I encourage people when they do buy the book to buy a journal along with it and, or just write in the book. Like there's enough space, like in some of the headers and footers to be able to like write stuff. But I encourage everyone to like get the book, utilize it as like a coffee table style book. Don't just read it all in one fell swoop because it won't be as effective. Um, you know, leave it in a place next to your bed, do it when you wake up in the morning, do it at night, leave it on your coffee table when you're feeling a certain type of way for no reason, pick it up, open it up to a page, read it, write about it and go from there. Finish the book. What's the book called? It's called Thinker Diaries of an Emotional Man. There it is. That's yeah. a good plug. Yeah. Is it on Amazon? It is yeah. on Amazon. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And probably all the other major book. Actually, I think it's platforms. just on Amazon. I, I did it all. I, I, did, I, I did it all myself. Okay. So I didn't do like this big like rollout of stuff. I originally was maybe going to try and get in Barnes and Noble, but then I was like, dude, I don't know. I'll try I'm, to put the link in the I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll put the um, link to the book in the description. So yeah, so I'm definitely trying to I'm trying to write write some stuff yeah. musically, but uh like so, I said, but, just timing but and everything. like do you I mean, I I understand cuz I've written songs mm-hmm. and I've even done hey, you might know this. I've done a couple of open mic nights. Oh. Like, yeah. Wait, we should sing karaoke sometime. Was, I told nobody. Like I didn't even tell Robin. What? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I just freaking went and played three songs after somebody else played three songs, played and sang. Yeah. You realize this is the perfect company for us to go do that. Yeah. You us three. Yeah. I had like never this. done that. And one of them was um uh, one of them was a song I wrote, and then one of them was uh, I Used to Love Her by Guns N' Roses. And this guy came out of the bathroom in the back and was like, Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and I'm like with an acoustic guitar. Oh, my right? God. And at the time, my, my guitar instructor at the time played violin. Like, that was her first instrument. Oh, sick. And so instead of me, because I'm not great at solos or anything like that. She just filled she in the gaps. She filled in the gaps with, the, with, with her violin, and it sounded badass. My voice wasn't, and my leg would not stop shaking. Like, it was, I was, it, it was like having a seizure. Like, yeah. And and she was like, it's okay. People will think you're keeping time. <laughs> it was just like a spasm, you know. That's crazy. hilarious. Yeah. So, but anytime, I've, I've written a couple of songs, but it's really just, like, for me, it's, I write it for me. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. not, yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah. trying to be a rock star. Yeah, man. And I mean, I think it's one of those things that, like, I might come up with an, an alias. It won't be Sky High, yeah. but I might come up with another alias Sky High. for like my music stuff. That way people just don't really know that it's me. Not that I really care because yeah. like I have some clips of me like sh- shredding guitar. I don't know how, but some shreddy stuff on Instagram yeah. from like quite a while ago. Um, but I think it's maybe because people try always try and put everybody in a box. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it's really cool too. like 
it's cool, but not at the same time uh, that I have these big chunks that are like phases of my life where some people that follow me on Instagram or know who I am as a person know that I played basketball. Yeah. So when they see that I'm doing creative stuff now, they're like, what the fuck? Like, that's yeah, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you ever hoop anymore? Like whatever. And then I have a phase of people who are the music people who like knew me when I played music. Yeah. I get asked all the time. Do you still play music? You still play music? Blah, blah, blah. Like they see guitars in the background of yeah, like yeah. videos at home and stuff. And there's like, do you still play? Do you still write? Do you have anything? To-? No, no, I do not. And then I have people who only know me as photo video, Josh yeah. or JTY's guy. It's kind of like, that's what a lot of people know me as. Yeah. So I have people that just know me as the photo video creative person. So they have no idea about these past lives of mine. Yeah. And then when they hear about them, they're just like, wait, what? And then they like hear it or I'll be like, yeah, I'll just like send you a song that me and Sarah did. And I send them that song and they're like, no, this is not you. I'm like, I can show you a live video of it being me. Like we wrote yeah. that song. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's, it's cool. You That's know what I mean? Awesome. I enjoy yeah. it. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be more or less for me, yeah. but a little bit for the people who know that that's something that yeah. I really enjoy doing. You know what I mean? It's impossible for me to like see an instrument anywhere and not right. want to like go grab it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Not, like yeah. grab that's it, cool. see if it's in tune, play it, make it, make it sing a little bit. That's you know? awesome. That's cool. I'm I done with my questions, brother. Oh, uh, well, I'll try to make mine quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> here we go. Ready, set, and uh, most frequently used emoji. The the horns, the, the metal. The rock. Yeah, the, the rock, rock hands. It could be a, a UT Longhorn. UT long. Yeah, that's the most he used He uses one for it for sure. metal. I use metal. it for metal for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Metal. I love it. Um, if you could be reincarnated after death, uh, anything non-human has to be living. So a tree, plant, animal, what would it be? Probably a great white shark. Great white that's shark. That's a good answer. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. yeah. I think Did you're the second shark. Who else? Was somebody, a shark? Maybe. I don't know. It's my spirit animal. Ah, there's a shark on his hand tattooed. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, if you could haunt anybody. <laughs> anybody. That's hilarious. Who would you haunt? If I could haunt, haunt anybody? Anybody. Yeah. If you could haunt anybody, who would it be? Good lord. That's a really good question. That's a morbid question. <laughs> I know it's morbid. Because it's like, who do you. You'd have to be gone. I know. I get it. But well, I don't care about that. That's inevitable. But man, if I could haunt anybody, yeah, anybody, Beyonce. <laughs> That's awesome. That is a great answer. Everybody always goes with it's, a family member. It's always like it's, my cousin, yeah, my kids, my, mom, my, my grandma, mom. yeah, my dad. Nah, and you're nah. like Beyonce. You're gonna haunt That's Beyonce. Awesome, yeah, but it doesn't have to be like. Uh, it doesn't have to be like a. Like um malicious no. haunting. No, exactly. right, no, no. It could no, all just be just like, like I'll just like move her keys a little bit. Yeah. Or yeah. Something to where exactly. she's like, wait a second. Exactly. Right. Just like What's play going game, on play here? games yeah. with her forever. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, that'd just be randomly awesome. put on Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, wait, why is Rihanna always playing? Yeah. Or just that'd play TLC yeah. forever. <laughs> that's awesome. That's oh, a good man, answer. That's a great uh socks with crocs, yes or no? No, crocs not at all. No. Yeah, you don't do crocs at all? slides over here bro socks with slides but not socks with sandals really yeah okay i do socks with crocs i do unless they're burks i don't have crocs that's you gotta get a pair that's it no you don't please don't ever do that please don't ever do that i have vans it's all good vans and chucks and some rebounds. vans are life vans are definitely (laughs) that's the most precious that i have are vans 
If I, I had I, to pick one pair of shoes, it would be. I had. I bought a pair of Vans because of you. I'm not wearing them now. I'm yeah. Wearing my Pumas, but yeah, I got yeah, my Foo no. Fighters Vans on. Socks and Crocs, just no to all of it. No to all of yeah. it. Yeah, but socks and slides, yes. Socks and Burks, yes, because Burks are basically slides. They're just fancy slides. Gotcha. All right, and my last question: What was your favorite uh, favorite place to play basketball? Favorite place to play basketball. Oh, I have one more after that. That's actually. Honestly, my favorite place to play basketball was probably my high school. Okay. For nice. senior week. So my junior and senior year of high school, I lived with my assistant basketball coach. Uh, my grandma had a stroke, and my mom and I had just moved back to Florida from Oregon. And she's like, we have to move again. And I was like, uh, no, I'm staying. You're leaving. Um, I love you, but you can't keep doing this or I'm not going to have a career in this. So talked to my assistant basketball coach and, uh, he was like, yeah, he can live with me and Tiff and who's his wife and their little boy Dawson who's two. So I stayed with them and my mom up until that point in my life had never missed a game. So my senior year rolls around and she flew in for like senior night, you know, the senior week type of stuff and just went off on every person that stepped in front of me like just went off my mom was there dude it was sick so that was that's probably my favorite place to play honestly so that so my question was going to be what was your best ever game best ever game was like 41 points also at home um just lights out from the three had like two or three had like two or three dunks oh no i missed a I missed a lot (laughs) (laughs) because i was going for the record which was 43 or 42 yeah so stupid he's still mad <laughs> yeah like well, we talk about it Damn now it. like the last time i went home which was recently before wadapalooza i drove to miami from here yeah so i stopped at home and stayed with my assistant basketball coach his son who is now in high school wow. and like his daughter who i was there when she was born and like she's in middle school now but dawson's like a sophomore in high school so i went back watched a home game at home yeah. had like people come up to me and like you know, ask me how I was doing. If I hoop still, like name in the rafters. Name uh, I think the name is out in the front lobby, actually, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, name awesome. name and photos in the front lobby. No jersey retiring or any of that kind of stuff. They don't do that kind of stuff in my school. But um, but yeah, so that was it was cool to go back. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Um, what a great show. Yeah, I mean, Thank before you guys we so much. B- b- before we close out, I mean, is there anything else you want to plug? I mean, we've plugged your book, we've plugged <laughs> no. everything. I've plugged uh, what about your stuff? art show? Yeah, yeah, art show. Anything you want to plug? I mean, next things coming up are going to be some sort of art gallery showing. Uh, the best place to just find information on my life and what I'm doing is Instagram. I was going to say that at yeah. JT Wise Guy. Uh, JT Wise Guy across all platforms: Instagram, YouTube, Twitter super active i would say more active on instagram semi-active on youtube just with you know trying to come up with different video ideas and stuff and then like semi-active on twitter as well when i'm feeling a certain way about a certain thing maybe it'll go up there but yeah for the most part jty has gone everything i can send you guys the links for the book if you're interested in that i i don't know what else uh chillist the the clothing company that's cool so that, and then I don't know what else we talked Not about, that, but that we covers talked about everything stuff. really. But yeah. for the most part, JTY has gone everything. Just hit me up on Instagram, say what's up, and yeah. we'll go from there. I think this was a great episode, Dave. Uh, I mean, it was kind of a Alan Stone love story at the end. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's all good. I love that guy, <laughs> right? Uh, but Big Dave, I'll let you close it out, man. Uh, this is a great episode. So you got anything else? Nothing. Thanks. Like, eight. Oh yeah, and eight beer. Oh come on, eight, eight light beer. lager. Get on that. That's coming That's really out. Really good. 
uh, like, review, subscribe to the podcast yeah. on Spotify, Apple. Please review. We haven't had a review in a while, and Big Dave needs to be proven that he can read. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'll read it on. I'll, I'll read it on. If we get a review, I'll read Big it. Dave reads it. On, on the air, on the on air, the air. and we prove that. that he can read. Yeah. I'm just gonna go leave one. He's gonna go leave <laughs> do a it? long, like, yeah, a long. <laughs> Please do with a bunch of really big words <laughs> in it. I'm okay with that. Uh, I can read. love that. Sometimes. All right, man, Big Dave, let's do it. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks, Josh, for being on the on the show. Appreciate Absolutely. you, brother. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Russell. Thanks, guys, for listening to the Madcast Podcast. Out. Then we're done.